listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. There I was, bobbing through the convention and pros. Cause something caught my attention That she was holding her arcade stick Brown skin, brown eyes, short hair, real thick Had to get closer, press start and I pose her And make sure she wasn't a poser Red the screen, seven wins in a row Oh hell no, about to put on the show Playing select, no ain't done, just scam me Footwork too fancy for her to jam me I was like, girl, what you gonna do? She picked a Kuma, Shagoku Sasu Round one, you know I took you home When each lady hit, she started to moan I said, damn girl, it's like that Put down your stick and don't fight back Let's play some games if you got the time. It's whatever, girl. I swear you fire like kids up a cuss. It's three fighters. I just thought that you should know. I never felt like this before. Trust me, baby. I understand. Call me tonight if you ain't got nothing planned. Friday night, 10 p.m. And my phone's ringing as I answered it. When I accent your core, wanna Get with your heart like Arcana When it gets hot, just stand me down like Katana Hop in your whip and come on over Shun deep with the love, I am not sober We going round for round, my music's in the background That's right, throw it back, I will not back down Drop it to the flow, make that ass shake Whoa, make the ground move, that's an ass quake Build a house on it. That's an ass state. Roll my blunt on it. That's an ass tray. Hey, welcome to the <laughs> Black Guy Who Tells Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. They, they don't sound as ignorant when you say them like that, baby. Well, you know, if you pronounce all the syllables and, uh, you know, don't try to do the Big Sean voice, it's not too bad. Not no. too bad. Um, and it also helps that that's Big Sean's best verse that he's ever dropped. <laughs> Hey man, anyway, you're with the Black Guy with Tips podcast, and uh, it's a Saturday morning, which means it's a feedback show. Yes, sir. Uh, the co- Black Guy with Tips podcast is a comedy podcast that we do three times a week, and we being me and my lovely wife. Uh, and the motto of the show is nothing's wrong if it's funny. Yes, sir. And uh, we test it early and often, and uh, <laughs> I know, right? We'll be testing it some more today. Yes, we will. Because I've seen the emails, a lot of rape. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of serious hardcore rape <laughs> rape emails coming through so yeah gotta find a way to make that funny i know right um and anyway man you this is a feedback show is all about you guys and you guys can do um 
a bunch of things to get in contact with us to be heard on the show you can leave us a five-star review on itunes which is probably the easiest and best way uh because you guarantee that we will read it as long as it's five stars yes sir some of this other shit you know mike is an email or something go fuck yourself right eh, i might not might not play that on the show nope you know voicemails over three minutes long mm, could get played could not get played uh, you know, sometimes we miss comments when we're reading on the, on the page, but mm-hmm. you know, we never have missed five star reviews ever. Nope. Um, but yeah, you can also leave comments on the page. You can email the show, the at gmail.com. Call and leave us a voicemail throughout the week, 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. And, uh, I have fixed the vocal page on our site. For some reason, vocal changed the code to their, um, to to our you know to uh uh embed the video on our site but Mm -hmm. i've I've updated it uh so you should be able to watch it live from our site using that tab um so hopefully that's good now um you can also do stuff like leave comments on the page uh under each episode you can vote in the polls and leave comments there um like all that stuff is a great way to get in contact with us it is uh it's it's easy really honestly um you can also join our facebook page you can donate your account all from the blackoutips.com um you can uh do so much shit guys make sure you're doing it you can donate to the show go to the store um like that's a good way to give us some money uh and if you go to the store you get stuff to wear or you know drink out of or whatever yep, yep. Too. so um yeah speaking of donations let's go ahead and give those people their props because you know they they basically keep the pirate ship afloat yes they do with their uh money money (laughs) (laughs) that's all that matters money 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 money. you got me fucked up fucking with my money um profess lch with another donation always on time she thank you ma'am she hit me up and was like oh man uh i missed a donation i was like there's no such thing it's Mm-mm. not we don't have nobody on the pay schedule Mm-mm. like <laughs> ain't no such thing as missed whenever you gave it is on time to us <laughs> we we don't do past due yeah it's like jaru's song you know not always on time but i'm always there when you call I'm like just be there when we call please that's like, it i'm good mm-hmm. we're not making it's not pay for play here it's not, we won't read it can you imagine we started doing that like Oh, so-and-so sent in an email, but their donation didn't go through, so... Uh, <laughs> no, we wouldn't dare do that. I'm going to have to redact this uh, a little bit. will not be read today. He says, hey, Rahan and Karen, great show. Keep up the good work. All right, next email. Uh, <laughs> 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 you, had to, you had to pay to get your feedback No, right? we wouldn't dare do that. That'd be mm, fucked up. <laughs> Just play like two seconds of a voicemail and shit. What up, Rod? What up, Karen? I got a problem with y'all I want to talk about with. Oh, well, that oh, was nice. That's, that's it. That's all you paid was two <laughs> minutes worth of email. Yeah. <laughs> I, checked, uh, his, I checked his account and uh, he's a little behind. So, uh, so call back mm, next week when mm-hmm. you're paid up. That's right. <laughs> show be so fucking short. Yes, it will. <laughs> I'm like, this is the shortest feedback ever. They cover everything in less than 15 minutes. Yeah. Did you uh, <laughs> donate your account? It doesn't look like you did, so uh, I'm not going to donate an opinion <laughs> to what you have to say. <laughs> Uh, Terilyn, uh, she put in on this this week. Thank, Thank you, you very sweetie. much, Terilyn. Thank you so much for your donation. Uh, man, Corey, alert with the recurring donations. Mm-hmm. I see. see you next month, my brother. Yes. Way to stick it to black media. 
independent black media sticking together. Yeah, Antoine yeah. Span. Still free, I see. AKA Mr. Span. Mr. Underscore Span. When he has his own show, The Span Report, where uh, he's dropping all kinds of Masonic knowledge and wisdom about life and stuff like that in Detroit. So check him out. But Please do. Another recurring donator. You know, we'll see him next month. Yep, yep. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Span. Um, that's, you know, that's the homie. Uh, so what you want to do next, man? You got iTunes reviews, emails, voicemails, Let's comments. Do iTunes reviews and then do voicemails. All right. So leave us an iTunes review. How do you do that, Karen? You can leave us an iTunes reviews by going to iTunes.com and creating an account. If you already have an account, uh, go into iTunes, log into your accounts and type in the black guy who tips. And as you type in the black guy who tips over in the corner, it just say, leave us a review. Click on leave us a review and actually leave us a review that you can, you can opt just do stars, but we want a review. Yeah. So we can actually read it and we will read anything as long as it is five stars. Five star reviews only people. That's right. We have standards. Yes, we do. Um, and they real high. Yes, exactly. Five stars, the highest they can go. Yep. If they could go high, we make it high. Well, this five-star review is from Andre Joseph, and it is entitled, Thank You, Five Stars. Okay. I've been listening to the show for over a year and a half now. Besides just pure laziness, I really have no excuse. <laughs> I really have no excuse for not leaving a review, so let me get off my behind and write something. This show changed my life. Six oh. exclamation points. Thank you. I found an iPhone on the bus and saw your show was loaded on it. So I guess he stole it. <laughs> I think Andre Joseph sounds like a black name. Guess the race, right? Black. Um, I was broke, so I sold that hole afterwards. That might have been what happened to my iPhone. <laughs> I think that person that stole my iPhone listened to the Blackout Tips and I'm like, these niggas are funny. Yes. Oh I shit, it's know. an episode about me. I wouldn't have stolen it <laughs> if I known they was gonna they were gonna make me big. Yeah. Like, oh, it's an episode about me stealing his phone. This is meta. This is awesome. Um my first episode was episode one thirteen, Pull Your Dick Out, and I was hooked since then. But since then I have yet to listen to the radio alone. You will only catch me when my girl wants to listen to Steve Harvey in her car, which is why I do all the driving. <laughs> you never touch a black man's radio, right? Drew. Anyway, besides enjoying your show, I've been introduced to so many other creative black podcasts, and I appreciate you guys for it. Thank you once again for putting out a quality product. The hard work and dedication is recognized. Thank you very much, Andre Joseph. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's always cool when we get, like, someone who's like, I've been listening for 700 years. And we like, wow. And I just decided to give five stars. I know y'all niggas talk about it all the time, but. <laughs> <laughs> I finally caved in. You got yeah. me. I had to move to my laptop and log in jesus christ i had to pick up my iphone and go into itunes oh, oh man i had to type jeez that's a lot of work my fingers hurt <laughs> tired now time for a nap we're gonna be hurting a lot more because you just picked all right anyway <laughs> shout out to my happy gilmore fans um another five star review it says your breath stink exclamation mark mm -hmm. five stars from Corticon. Uh, QuarterCon.org says, your breath stinks and you can't dress. Smiley face. <laughs> nice flow. Y'all kill it. Great stuff. Keep it up. Yeah, QuarterCon was following me on Twitter for about a week. So I guess uh, they got tired of Buffy tweets or something and unfollowed me. But uh, yeah, I guess they want you to go to QuarterCon.org and find out what that's about. 
Um, now, of course, if I was promoting my shit, I would have written something more intriguing than that <laughs> that would have got people to go. But uh, they decided that was enough. Yeah, a little bit more detail in your iTunes reviews. If you're going to self-promote, self-promote on iTunes now. Yeah, I mean. Uh, we read it, and then people go, and people going to see it, too. So, hey. Right. If you want to just end it with my breath stinks, people just going to go there. Like, I guess I'll find out why breath stinks. Uh, I don't know. I, I hope so. I can't smell it. You know, they ain't got smell of vision yet. All right. Um. So, uh, voicemails, you said? Yes, sir. All right, let's check out the voicemails. Oh, and before we go to the voicemails, just a reminder that if you do international, international, including Canada, if you do anything outside the continental United States on iTunes, let us know because we don't get those. We have to actually go to the country. So please let us know if you go outside the United States. All right, let's check these voicemails out. What's up, Rod and Karen? What's up? This is uh, Charles. Oh, what up, Charles? I had to call back again, um, listen to your episode 30 about little Scrappy the Scientist. And um, are you trying to hurt me? You literally had me laughing so hard that I was about to crash my car going to pick up my girlfriend. Like, I think I love your comedy because you do the same thing mentally that I do, where you go off on segways, but you travel them out, travel down that road just to see how far it goes. And I've had multiple crazy thoughts like that that just extended past the point where it didn't make any sense. But, oh, this is in response to you talking about the lunch guy at your job. Oh, all right. I know but what you're talking about. But on the side note, uh, Sam. I remember at one point where I was getting my hair cut at the barber's and my hair had grown pretty long. And the dude was very uh, mobile. So he was cutting my hair. He cut half the size. Then he had to take a phone call. Uh-huh. And I was getting kind of pissed off at this point because he was meandering around the whole time he's cutting my hair. I wish he would just go ahead and get it over with. But he goes outside, and somebody drives up and almost clips him. I see him actually flinch, like, whoa, man, don't hit me. And I feel like, man, this is messed up. <clears throat> if this dude gets hit while he's cutting my hair, I won't be able to get my hair cut in it. <laughs> It's going to be a major incident. Let's see. You got the cops coming up there. You're going to have the ambulance coming up there. And this dude's going to be laid out on the ground. Meanwhile, I'll be asking some other guy, hey, man, could you just cut my hair? Man, <laughs> calm down. Somebody has died right now. There are more important things in this world than your hair. And I was rolling by the time he came back inside. I really didn't tell him uh, what was going on, but it was just the most hilarious thing to me. But anyway, I love your show, and I wish the best of you guys. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Charles. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, a, yeah, I, man, the, the barbershop back when I used to go is like the fucking worst. I couldn't even imagine. Like, there's so many decisions you got to make and shit, like... You know, you got to go in there and sit down and scope out who's going to cut your hair. Mm-hmm. And the good dudes always have, like, nothing but appointments all day anyway. So That's right. It's always the fucked up barber that cuts your hair anyway, you know. Yep. It's like, his chair is always, always open. Because everybody knows not to sit there. Giving you that guilty look like, come on, give me a chance. It's like, why? how come all the people that do know you don't want to sit in your chair? I know it's so. Think about it. Like, I used to have a dude that cut my hair. His name was, like, Herbert or Herm or something like that. Mm-hmm. That nigga used to try to talk sports and cut your hair at the same time, but he was one of the people that argue too much. <laughs> so 
so he couldn't just cut your hair and, and talk. It was like, no, nah, nigga, damn, damn. Wait a minute, let me tell you. Right. We can't be talking about damn, damn. You're like, look, nigga, I ain't got 14 hours. This is like a 15 minute haircut, if that long. Right. And it was taking too long. It was like, come on, man. I know. Look, Scotty Pippen is one of the top 50. And it was like, the other thing is, he was one of those people that took the most outrageous stances so people were going to argue with him it wasn't like yeah. he was saying like oh michael jordan was good and then everybody would be like oh okay cool mm-hmm. it would be like first of all fuck michael jordan dominique wilkins is the best player of all time it's like oh this shit gonna take forever yeah like the entire yeah. room would erupt in oh no nigga no you didn't yeah. fuck that just 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 the fuss and i only had to go to the barber shop a few times and i took my um male cousins when um we was younger and i hated to fucking it's a female just me personally yeah. i hate the fucking barber shop uh, cause it's like a bunch of dudes and you rolling there with the boys and, and I had to figure out what you were saying too cause you don't know the rules and regulations to how to get your hair cut. Like you yeah. just roll up in there with two little boys and was like, okay, like who's gonna cut their hair? I was like, oh, your chair open? Um, not really sure I wanna use you cause you're not busy for a reason. <laughs> yeah, like and then the other thing is like all the good barbers, you don't never hear them arguing shit. They just be cutting, cutting hair, hair and then every once in a while they throw out like one line and it just be like, Oh, nigga, please, uh, Dom, Dominique Wilkins can't even shoot. Cut hair for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Next customer. You know, like, yeah, was, this nigga's in there on the same customer since 8 a.m. This nigga done got 15 in about 30 minutes and right. he's still on that first birthday. Good grief, man. But, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely feel your pain about them haircuts, dog. Uh, let's see the next voicemail. Hello, Ryan Karen. This is, uh, Stephen Richards from, uh, South Carolina. <laughs> I was listening to your guest race about the Frank McCreary, the guy who licked the woman there. I had a little something to say about that. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, you know, women's ears are very tasty, and, uh, especially a black woman's ears. Uh, I like to do myself, and, and uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that they're really tasty, and I just. Just love it so much, and uh, just 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 makes for a great day. Just makes for a great time, and uh, it's it, it's a darn shame that the woman had to had the damn uh, had to go snitching, and you know, cause snitches dig ditches, and uh, you know, it's not a good thing to do. Not a good thing to snitch on people, and uh, you know, it's just a little friendly ear lick. Why 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 in the hell would that be a problem? I don't, I don't understand these women nowadays. That, you know, you can't lick an ear or grab a tit. Or, you know, you can't, can't compliment. To, well, I didn't mean to say grab a tit. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I did. Uh, but uh, just had to let you guys know that uh appreciate your show. And uh, I just like to compliment women and occasionally lick a couple of ears. All right, now. You guys have a good. All right. Uh, thank you for calling, Stephen Richards. <laughs> Dropping some more knowledge on us. Um, yes, he is. Feels like uh, ever since he decided that we were some of the good niggers that uh, he's uh, that he's he dropped by and uh, 
let us know uh, what's why really going there, on. Why he's out there riding the country with his pickup truck, yeah. drinking some beer. I think it's just a good <laughs> thing that we don't talk politics as much on the show anymore. Cause no, because yeah. I really don't need to know what his the Tea Party thinks about this shit. You no, know? We, we 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 good, but we, but we thank you for the. Call I feel like I feel like he's in the tea. I feel like he's in the Tea Party without having to really look into that. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> he got a rebel flag on his truck in his front yard on his chest. Right, <laughs> right, all right. Next voice. Hey guys, Owen calling in. Owen. Karen and Rod, how you doing? What's up, dog? Uh, I just wanted to call my favorite American podcasters. Uh, I know it's a little bit late for this one so from the Tosh uh, episode. Oh. There, but I just wanted to say, like, being a fan of Twib Radio and a fan of the uh, Black Eye Who Tips, I love, I love hearing the, the conversation go from Twib Radio with Rod's. You know, it doesn't step on any toes to, to telling us what you really think on. Uh, on your show, it's oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, I'm nice over there. Uh, I like how much more <laughs> nuance you can put into yours because you're not freaking out quite so much as Elon loves to. Not that I don't love him and everything, but, you know, <laughs> I, I love you guys better. So, oh, <laughs> and uh, speaking of that, I uh, just wanted to uh, let you know I had a dream about you. Now, oh, Lord. It's all good. It was completely professional. Were don't we fucking? That. Oh, no? Uh, okay. But it's hilarious. So I just wanted to let you know real quick. So, Matt, this party with a bunch of other white people, right? And, uh, this dude comes in and he's a really sketchy, stereotype drug dealer, like white drug dealer guy. Like he's wearing his sunglasses inside for no reason. Got long, greasy hair, the ball cap with it sticking out. Like just such a stereotype, right? So he goes and he opens his trench coat, and inside his trench coat he's got this special kind of fanny pack with all these rows of different kinds of special baggies along the front of it, right? But instead of you know drugs being in there. It's different kinds of cheeses. He's got, like, you know, the blue cheeses. I can see some, uh, you know, all sorts of different cheeses, right? All the fancy stuff. Cheese dealer. And, um, you know, uh, everything. And uh, all the white people around me are starting to salivate and looking at this guy's belt, like looking at each other. Like, <laughs> but, I mean, we're at a party. Like, let's do this. And they're looking at each other, just talking about this. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is too much. This can't be happening. So I get on my phone and I call Black Eye Who Tips and of course, you guys happen to be live at the time, so I'm telling you the story, and I'm just talking about how I'm here at this party with this sketchy cheese dealer, and, you know, what should I do? This is weird, like, this is just going too far with this whole thing, and anyways, it was uh, hilarious to me, and I woke up laughing, and uh, I didn't really feel like explaining why to the wife, because uh, it's fucking weird. Anyway, um, that's all I really wanted to talk about. Enjoying the show, as always. Another solid week put in. Oh, and thank you so much for the Hater Razi. It's like in my rotation now. Just love that. Got on the Dark Hater, and uh, I'm not going to start talking about Hood Rats. I'm just saying, he's got a good show. <laughs> put out like one episode a month, if that. Um, so this way I can actually catch up with him, right? Like, right. It's awesome that way. And uh, black, geeky, sexy, and mental, or mm -hmm. however you say it. MV. Awesome. Loved it. Uh, she's in my rotation now, too. You guys, that is the coolest thing about you guys. And there's a lot of cool things, but the fact that you spread the love around and and uh, let us podcast fans hear about all the good stuff you, you're into, mm -hmm. it's awesome. Anyways, take it easy. Oh man, thank you, Owen. Thank you. Anytime you call, is on time, Owen. We don't care if you're 15 episodes behind. We just love to hear you. Yeah, the cheese dealer thing is hilarious. Yes. And uh, yeah, I definitely um, think that when um, we, when I call Blacking It Up, I definitely hold back to some extent because it's like, uh, and it's not necessarily just holding back like, oh, I'm gonna change my opinion, but it's like, 
let's talk about the parts that we can talk about because mm-hmm. they do a different show than us and yes, they have they a do. completely different, different demographic yeah, different audience and, yeah you know like everyone has their pet like political issues mm-hmm. and stuff so it's like you say this thing and it's not the right stance then motherfuckers want to kill you and mm-hmm. shit like i remember there was one episode where a random white dude called from atlanta and he wasn't saying anything crazy like Mm -hmm. he just like he kind of sounded like hesitant and almost scared to call black a show you know called blacking it up at Mm -hmm. the time Mm -hmm. um and he was trying to talk about his girlfriend and some like his co-workers or something Mm -hmm. and you know he wasn't using any racial terms slurs or anything but he was just he felt very uncomfortable with the idea of talking race and i felt like uh Elon and 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 Eljoy and um, Aaron were kind of trying to coax him into like, okay, what's your point yeah. here? What are you trying to say? Yeah, it was being and it, it the thing about it, if somebody's scared, you don't come at them hard. You right. you have to kind of build somebody to the point. Honestly, I know that might sound strange, where they could be open about it, especially right. if it's something they don't talk about all the time. And that's what they were doing because they was like, hey, we don't want to scare you off, and we want you to understand our perspective, and we want to be able to understand your perspective. And have a conversation. That's so. right. I was in the chat room at the time, and the chat room was just like, hang up on this dude, fuck this dude, what, what, what's taking him so long, sound like he's racist, it's like, you know, and that, like, you know, when you've been on both sides of it, it's kind of yes. like, I, I don't even go in the chat room when I call, because it's like, if I call, more than likely, like, half the chat room's like, fuck this dude, or... Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to say anything, you know, like, you know, it's just when people have their political like affiliations, they have mm-hmm. their circles, they have their friendships, like a lot of motherfuckers not going to like you, you know, what I, I mean, know, for whatever so. reasons, um, uh, they're not going to like each other to some extent. So it's a very tough show to navigate calling in and stuff. Um, but, but, uh, and plus, you know, Elon and Aaron going to control you. So you got to be able to deal with that. Yes, you do. Can't have but so much ego calling up there because you're going to catch it like once every two calls. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, nah, man, I just call in, do my thing, fit in. I feel like uh, what we said on the show a long time ago is true. Like we have a big circle of like what we allow as far as censorship and mm-hmm. and opinion. We have such a big circle here on the show and we believe in it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they can fit in our circle and we don't like we even if we don't fit inside there so because we're acceptable of everybody but the problem is that we can accept you can you accept us is the issue right and what we're going to be talking about um i don't know that it's going to be able if they're going to be able to have these same conversations there and that's the Mm -hmm. beauty of there being such a uh you know cornucopia of black podcasts Mm -hmm. and podcasts in general is that i want people to understand that it's okay to have a show like ours and a show like theirs. Like yes, we don't need to turn to like them both. Yeah, I don't need to turn my show into their show. They don't need to turn their show into my show. Mm-hmm. Nobody's show needs to be where's my forty acres. We are mm-hmm. black, but we can all occupy the same space differently. Yeah, because the the, the, the thing is is that for some reason when it comes to to like black shows and like black podcasts and a lot of people think there's a diversity but there is a lot of diversity there and it's okay and it's not a competition it's not something where I'm trying to take your people you trying to take my people at the end of the day we all in this together well this is where I view it and right. regardless of what color you are if you do your podcast when it comes to podcasting most people are not getting paid so we all in this together and the thing is that like Roger say since people don't have like radio stations where you have a set time you can listen to anybody at any time exactly so, shout out to Reggie. Dominion! He was in the chat room for that. <laughs> All right. Next voicemail. Hey, 
Hey, what's up, Rotten Karen? This is Reggie. Uh, oh, damn. So you're the devil. You um, talked him it's up. It's been several moments and years since I last spoke to y'all. <laughs> years. The theater got me working harder than Stevie J's wingman, I swear. For <laughs> um, so... A lot I should say thank you for the birthday wishes, Rod and Karen. I appreciate that. I felt real special. You're welcome, um, baby. But I wanted to call because I was listening to the episode on Sunday, and y'all were talking about people sending them all emails, like, to everybody about some real irrelevant shit. And that used to happen to me in college. Like, they would send emails to everybody in the class, like, hey, did you get the notes? Like, no, motherfucker, you wasn't in class. Why am I about to give you my shit? I, I don't understand. So we would get that, and then we would also get that ratchet shit, like, um, can anybody give me a ride? And I was like, wait, really? Are we in the movie Friday? Like, is the guy literally trying to borrow my car? No, no, thank you. Like, this is what you have friends for. You will not send me an all-campus email because your broke ass doesn't have a car. I'm not okay with that. Um, anyway, maybe I'll give y'all a call on Saturday and shout out y'all and see how y'all are doing. Shout out to the chat room, and I'll talk to everybody later. Peace. Peace, Reggie. Yeah, man. That that uh, that group email shit is the worst. Yes, like it shouldn't it group emails shouldn't even exist. You should have to go and add everyone individually Visually. every time just to keep that shit from happening. So it'd be like, you know what? Only these people are under, are, are people that I yeah. Because you're not uh, gonna go in and, and and log fifty people in every time you send in an email. All right, next. Hey, what's up, Rod and Karen? Uh, just got done listening to your uh, R. Kelly episode, mm. and uh, it was cracking me up. Uh, so first of all, the basketball thing. I hate playing with my homies. They're super like football player like, and always thinking we're playing football when we're playing basketball. So they're always trying to tackle me. So I hate that garbage. Oh, yes. And, oh, and then when you guys are talking about the hoodie thing, uh, about the uh, guy tripping by everybody wearing a hoodie, you know why he was tripping so much? It's because he thought uh, it was about to be Assassin's Creed, you know? He thought off the air was coming. That's why Zimmerman did all that. Uh-huh, <laughs> anyway, uh-huh. I just wanted to say what's up. Uh, talk to you later. Peace. <laughs> oh, God. Peace, dog. Peace. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, that's... That is a terrible but funny joke. Um, yeah, he's talking about the hoodie that they wear in Assassin's Creed. And he mm-hmm. said that's because honestly, Zimmerman has been making so many fucking excuses. And now that the transcripts of his phone calls from jail are coming out, like there's finding out shit like he made a joke about Trayvon to somebody where he's like, uh, yeah, when I come out of here, I'm gonna come out in a hoodie and shit like that to be funny and, uh, going on. Sean Hannity and shit like that. Like I have not been giving this dude any um attention. Mm-mm. Like like literally people will uh be tweeting about the shit and I'm like, I'm not disasturbating with this. I'm not gonna let this thing destroy me uh and be angry and all this shit. Mm-hmm. I'm already angry. I'm already at fuck this guy. But, but call that, me call me when the trial starts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when I'll come around. Yeah. I'm not gonna be looking at every single thing this dude does. And getting mad for the for the next however many months. Like, let's get this trial started and let's see what what's allowed in the evidence. Let's see, uh, you know, uh, on the record accounts of what what people uh, witness testimonies are and shit like that. And then we'll, we can do the outrage, you know. But I just don't want to like start stay in outrage mode forever. Like I said, my politics can't be. Uh, always on Mm-mm. like that. Like my shit's got to be uh, lower than that, or else I'll be freaking the fuck out all the time. Yep, and you know? um, I don't like my blood pressure being high for no reason. Yeah, 
the fact that that's even a political issue is just so sad yes honestly. it is sad for, for everybody that people have sides to a kid getting murdered yes <sighs> fuck anyway next one Rod Karen Black Oaks Nation it's the official king of the show <laughs> King Bishop had it long and a uh, long time no talk you know I got a lot of things I'm doing you know being the head of the church but I'm here because I have a dilemma, and I need your help. Okay. All the boys are turned 18. <laughs> I know, I know. They all grown up, and I need a new new batch of boys. I mean, boys. And help uh, guide and becoming young. Let's just find, I mean, young Lord praising young men. So if you could just give me a second and allow me to to advertise for my church, New Birth Missionary Style Baptist Church. <laughs> hey, boys, this is King and I need you. Come on down to New Birth. Come on down to New Birth. Got some pay white jelly for your show is already ratchet next voice now alright so when the hell you supposed to do the damn show oh right? hell I'm sitting here it's 10 o'clock right okay so I done put the vocal thing on and they say watch now so mm-hmm. I go to watch now and ain't no now to watch it's Uh-oh. just a white screen okay mm. so um uh-huh. I ain't say the show going on alright but ain't no show coming up you know what I'm saying alright then so um yeah all I'm getting is are uh, the events that was already recorded okay with your big head all taking the- <laughs> and, and why and why we always got to look at your head why we can't look at Karen's big head sometimes why we always got to be with you with, with the glasses on and then with the headphones on like you doing stuff why, why we can't Equal FaceTime for Karen on some of these things. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's just a question. No, okay. hey, I ain't trying to talk, though. You want to know the real answer? I'm going to have you home. Right. Hey, <laughs> Take your shine, girl. But anyway, uh, 
You know, first of all, uh, the reason my big head is on the screen normally to start the show <laughs> is because my big head is in the fucking room on time. <laughs> so, do you holler at Karen about that, Karen? I, we got two cameras now, two cams, and we be uh, we be on the screen together now. It's just the first like five minutes you probably won't see us on the screen together because I have to add Karen to it, and uh, yeah, she's not in the room all the time on time. <laughs> so y'all fuss at her. Don't don't bring that shit to me. <laughs> I need to get on the I need to get on the DM. My bad, y'all. My bad. Ah, it's all good. It's all good. Um, I mean, it's our show. We start the shit we fucking want. That's right, chill. You ain't listening live. What you gonna say now, dog? She she should mm. be soon. Cause... I'm being real bad now. There's nothing you can do about it. I know he cutting the till the podcast comes out. I know <laughs> you ain't talked to him. you ain't talked to us in like two weeks, no three weeks. So yeah, yeah, talking my shit. All right, what you want to do next, Karen? Uh, comments on the blog and the page and all that stuff or uh, emails? I think that's all the things we got left. Let's do the comments. All right. Now you go to theblackouttips.com. You can leave comments on each episode, comments on blog posts, all kinds of stuff like that. You can vote in the polls, leave comments there. Of course, the uh, phone lines are open now. That's all the voicemails. Uh, number 704-557-0186. That's 704-557-0186. Um, and... Uh, We'll try to take your calls and work it around the feedback and whatnot. We will. So, um, the first episode that we did from last week was episode 332. All homeless people are assholes. <laughs> Sometimes when I name the shows, I'll be thinking like, man, I hope the people from Donate Your Account don't get pissed because this is what's going on their timeline. Yes, it is. It's like, listen to episode 332. All homeless people are assholes. Everybody's like, mm. what? Mm. Your grandma was looking at your Facebook page like, I don't know what's going on with him. <laughs> we might need to talk about him and the way he treats them homeless people. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't raise the boy to be no. like that. Mm. Um, all right. So uh, we had a poll. The poll on the show was quite simple. Are homeless people assholes? Yes or no? Yes, seventy three percent. No, seven seven twenty seven percent. I'm sorry, twenty seven percent. So yeah, three out of four people think homeless people are actually assholes. All right, we got a phone call. Let's check it out. Hey, you're on with the blackout tips. What's up? Turn your internet down. What's up, y'all? It's Austin Aggie. Hey, oh, what up, Reggie? Baby, how, how you doing, doing? man? <laughs> I'm good. How are y'all? Are we good. good, man? Long time no talk to. I know. Um, so I wanted to call because I forgot to leave a, a voicemail about this. I was like, "Oh my Gabby!" I was like, "Oh, I can leave a voicemail. Oh, I can leave a voicemail." But I was like, "Nah, I'll call. I'll call the show." Um, when y'all were talking about homeless people are assholes, um, I was me and uh, Nicole and Nick Jew were going somewhere, and this homeless man tried to like ease his way into the car and she was like wait wait what's going on sir uh -oh. and he was like oh um can i get a dollar and i was like oh i don't carry cash and he was like oh well can i get a cigarette and i was like oh we don't smoke and he was like oh can i get a ride and i was like i'm i'm sorry sir and he said sorry is just a word that ugly people use wow <laughs> which wow. prompted nicole to be like 
Um, fuck you as we drove. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're ugly, you're broke, and you don't smoke. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't got nothing for me, stingy ass. And Nicole, Nicole was like, am I a bad person for telling that man to fuck you? And I was like, no, he called us ugly. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole. I don't, the other thing, man, like, I'm not sure if stinking people just get used to stinking, but like, you can't be having your stinking ass in my car, dog. Like, I, I had a friend that I used to play basketball with, and he was a really skinny kid, <laughs> and we called him Little Penny, and um, Little Penny stank what, from good times. No, Little Penny, like from. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just realized in college I have a nickname for everybody. Anyway, um, Little Penny, we call I called him Little Penny because um, he was he looked like. The uh, mascot that Chris Rock used to do the voice of on the Penny Hardaway oh, commercials oh, for, oh, for shoes. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> like that little puppet. Yeah, he looked just like that little puppet. <laughs> like he was that. He was that That's skinny. Not a Rock. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say these names were flattering. I just said I had nicknames <laughs> for everybody. Like, so you wouldn't have to learn a real names. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's just what I do. Like I play ball with you a few times. I'm like, oh man, you, you know, your new nickname is Sherman Douglas, and I just call you, <laughs> I just call you that shit. So, um, but yeah, so uh, Little Penny, um, stank, man. We'd be on the court, and it's like you had to, it's like they'd be like, hey, check Little Penny. It's like, man, I don't want to check this nigga. Oh. And, and he was kind, he was kind of good anyway. So like, you really did need to play defense on him. But like, I'm not playing defense on no stinking ass dude, man. And I. Yeah, it was gross like that. It was, and like he was. Um, the other thing about Lil Penny too, in addition to being kind of good, um, is that he's a really nice guy and stuff. Um, but he just stank, right? So it's like you can't really even tell him because he's nice. You don't want to be like, man, you stank, dog. Like, and we would be playing outside in like seventy-five to uh, ninety degree heat. And oh, no. little, yeah, little Penny's just like giving you buckets and just smelling worse and worse. And so one day, would you like joke and be like, "Man, you stink." Yeah, that was a stinking ass shot. But seriously, <laughs> but so, no, seriously, wash your ass. Three that you laid on me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was dirty, man. Right in your mouth. Uh, no, literally in your mouth. Put a toothbrush in there. Um, <laughs> but 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 yeah. So he uh like we were like we we became friendly or whatever. We would talk and stuff between games or after the game. And one day we was talking. Oh, and my nickname was uh Jordan at the court, and not because I was really of good, course. but because oh. um I I stayed at the basketball court so much. That they would just be like, this nigga think he Michael Jordan. You ain't be at the basketball court, and it just stuck. Um, so, so we were. Uh, he would be like, he talked funny too, but he'd be like, Jordan, man, what you think about such and such? I'd be like, yeah, man, that's cool that uh, they traded that dude or whatever. And then eventually we just start talking about life. And then one day, you know, after a few days of talking, he was just like, hey, man, Jordan, can I get a ride? And I'm like, get a ride oh, to where? No. Like in my car, <laughs> it's like oh. I just I live right up the street, and I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we've been did. playing ball all day. Yes. Um, do you have a? And I was like, was before Febreze, probably. Well, it was. Yes. Well, actually, uh, Febreze had just came out, 
and um i was like oh, uh praise god i was like so um do you uh have a towel or something and like because i would bring a towel for myself so to like i play ball outside <laughs> i put a towel on my seat you know what i mean i yeah, put a towel on my seat because i don't want to sweat through my you know sweat onto my car and leave that smell in there so i didn't bring two towels just one so i was like uh you know what i stink less than you i'll you use my towel so i gave him the towel man and it was like so stinking like oh, I rolled the windows down, even though my AC worked, oh, and it was like, like a thing. Did he have like a condition, or was he I don't. I think he just didn't take showers, man. It was like ninety degrees oh. with our windows down, because I was like, Mm-mm, AC recycles this air, and well, that's not uh, gonna, yeah, yeah. not gonna work for me. I'll pass out before we get to your house. Oh funk, yeah. So right, so <laughs> I oh, I take this dude home, you know, drop him off and shit. And like the stench is still in my car, man. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be the the towel. So I take the towel back to the dorm, wash that shit immediately. Towel. Like I washed that the towel stink. I washed that shit immediately. Oh, like boy. I was like, let me just stop by the laundry room on my way to my room and just take care of this right, right now. I'll just wash this one towel. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can I have a, a whole bottle of bleach? Thank you. I'll just put a whole bottle of bleach in there with this. <laughs> sure. That. We gonna bleach our phone cat. So um, I get back to the like you know I go do all my stuff, take my shower, chill, all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Let me go get uh, uh, you know, I'm about to go get in the car, go somewhere like a class or something. And the car still stank. Aww. And like, not only did it stink, but when I turned on the AC, the AC stank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like his phone pack got into the, a- the engine. So I like, I, I, I took that. That's like a superpower of like just nasty. Right. Because that's just how you And, and you know the rule about when you give somebody a ride, like it's like feeding a stray cat. Like they expect the ride from that point on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-mm. No. No. This, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't have black friends. Right. <laughs> I like, if you give your white friends a ride one time, it was right. like, thank you. It's, it's completely different when you give a white person a ride, though, because, like, white people, when they need a ride, it's normally for, well, the class of white people I hang out with. It's normally like, I'm too drunk to drive. Can I have yes. a ride? Yes. Right. Can you take me home or from like, the car? Yeah. Okay, you drive my uh, my Jeep to my yeah. house yes. for me. Right. Yes. Like, oh, sure. Whatever. Just don't, you know. Yeah, that's fine. But, um, yeah, so, so yeah, man, I so I went to uh, Walmart and bought a whole bottle of Febreze and, and just, like, poured that shit on my front seat. Like, nope. Pours on the car. Dog. Yeah. And, oh, I still, to this day, like, if I still had that car, I'm sure I could f- still feel the smell in there. But it, it never quite got all the way out. But I never gave that nigga another ride. I tell you that much, man. No. And, this and, is why I don't understand why public transportation has, like, cloth seats. Because it's like, you know, whole people ride here. Like, our, tra- our transit system here, we have, like, need to be plastic. And they're kind of they're kind of comfortable if you're like half drunk and like passing out. Mm-hmm. But like people was throwing up on here right. and smell oh. and then I saw some picture on Facebook with somebody naked on the train and I was like, this, this motherfucker's ball sack is on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the front seat. Like this is nasty. This should be some there's a reason New York seats are plastic. You hold them shit down and then yeah. get to the next stop. But Yeah, you know, I feel like they should have to um Put plastic over them like your grandma's den. Like your grandma? <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't mess with that. Don't mess yeah, with that. Don't sit, don't sit in the good seats, baby. You sit on the plastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just take that plastic oh. off every night. But grandma, it stick to me. I don't give a damn. You, you, uh-huh. you, you, you know how that shit going to stick to your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I got this, I got this L-shaped leather, leather couch. <laughs> <laughs> and leather's going, <laughs> plastic on top of the leather. 
We yes. Be, we forgot to mention that part, dog. I forgot that about shit that part. That shit is hot. Yeah, they'll put some plastic on top of that. That leather chair, they, that leather sofa mm. they done bought, uh, took, spent their whole life saving for and put plastic Man, on it. you get up, that shit will stick to you. A black leather couch is like this, a black leather couch with a Cadillac. That's how you know you made it out of mm-hmm. a black family. So you might as well just get that bald and jerry curl and retire, dog. It's a wrap. Yes. And it's an L-shaped couch. Mm. Oh, you on top of the world. Touching shit, yeah. Especially if the one on the end got the recliner that pops out on its own. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> you can't sit there. You, you're not allowed to sit there. That, no, that, that, yeah. That's that Papa's seat. Yeah. That, 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 that is necessary. That shit like a magic trick. Come over here and see my shit, boy. Boof. You see that, boy? You see that yeah. right there? Your ass can't sit here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is that Rod? Were you saying that like you don't, you never know how to sit on a, a black man's leather? Like, it's impossible. Yeah. Like, you're making too much noise. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but you got plastic and leather on this shit. It's impossible to sit <laughs> fucking still. Like, the I'm leather sweating. I'm sitting still and sliding off the couch at <laughs> yes, the same yes. time. <laughs> yes. It's like, you see me sliding off. It's not, nah, you know, I just sit on the floor. Yeah, I won't yeah. make no noise well, on the yeah, floor. Yeah, let me just lay on the floor, man. I, I'm, 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 I don't even want to touch that shit. like showing peas and braiding hair. And, <laughs> you know. Right. Roll a roll a joint and have a move. Right. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank you for calling, Reggie. Man, we appreciate it, of dude. Course. Yes, we oh, always the chat room. We of always course. love to hear you. I got up at seven o'clock. Were you at you? Yeah. <laughs> Were you at you? I know. Now, right I know early. she's going to troll the fuck out of me for that. But yeah. Okay she's gonna get you back. All right. <laughs> All right, Reggie. Have a good one, man. Peace. Peace. Oh man. Um. So the poll on our homeless people assholes. Uh. With yes being seventy three percent, no being twenty seven. Uh, Anthony Tatum two necklace. Oh, we done changed it to, from Tatum Thug to uh, Animal Thug. Yeah, he changed it to two Tatum two necklace. Okay. He says uh, there was this homeless gentleman that I'm fr- <laughs> gentleman. <laughs> oh, I'm there sorry. There was this homeless high skill man yeah. that was outside. <laughs> he was wearing a monocle and a top hat and a bow tie, and he said, "Uh, may I trouble you for a hamburger today? I'll gladly pay you two tomorrow." Like, What's this, Whoopi? <laughs> <laughs> um, there was this homeless gentleman that I was familiar with that used to live in my neighborhood. His house had burned down a few years ago, and he obviously had mental issues. I seen him begging for money and saying he was hungry, so I told him I'd take him to get something to eat. There was a Wendy's not too far from, uh, so we walked there, and I put in an order for him while he stood next to me, two Junior Cheese Deluxes, a Biggie Fry, and a Biggie Drink. And right before I was about to pay, he looked at me and said, what, I can't get a Frosty? Asshole. I know it's so. <laughs> I think life just turns you into an asshole if you're homeless, because you realize how fucked up people are, man. Like, you deal with the, the shit of people. It's just like. People treat you the worst, so you just become the worst. You expect the worst from everybody. Uh, Dave P says, hey, easy on Canadians. Don't judge us all by Drake. You need to come up here and enjoy some real beer. Well, that's how you get me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, I'm not drinking real beer down here. Guys, there's definitely a level of homophobia in the black community, especially the West Indian community. That is my background. As for And as for mental illness, uh, it definitely gets swept under the rug. I think some people see it as a weakness. Yeah, I'm, I guess, uh, my point isn't like, I'm not saying that doesn't happen. Like, I don't think that was either of our point, mm-hmm. that this isn't happening in the black community. 
Uh, our point has always been that we somehow get the soul like this only happens for black people type treatment Mm -hmm. and it really stops the broader discussion which is this is an american problem yes it is uh of all races and Mm -hmm. all nationalities and um like also i'm not sure that west indian community counts as black uh i like how you threw them in there to make us seem like even worse like that's kind of fucked up so it's like when something bad is happening we get those Right, <laughs> like if West Indians uh, had somehow found a cure for cancer, that's not black. That's West Indians found that. But it's like, oh, they they homophobic. Mm-hmm. Jamaicans, they black now. I'm like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. wait a minute. They homophobia is harder than ours. We ain't got no sound boy songs. <laughs> um, but nah, seriously though, uh, I do think that uh, it yeah, it's definitely especially mental illness mm-hmm. is definitely something uh, that yeah people look at it as weakness people look at it as oh you just need to do whoop them or some shit like that and it and is it's sad. not we, that cut and dry yeah we've definitely talked about that on the show before but the homophobia thing i'm telling you man um they pawn that off on the black community but it's a lot of people that have yeah, this issue you know after when you see chick-fil-a ceo saying they put two million dollars into uh making sure that the sanctity of marriage gets uh upheld then you got to kind of say that that's not black people Black mm-hmm. people ain't put $2 million into this shit. Nope. No, sir. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Yellow the Jew says, fuck the homeless and anyone, anybody that can love them. Jesus Christ. That's kind of harsh. That's even, that's a, the most radical stance of all. Fuck the homeless and anybody that love them. Anyway, one time I was coming out of Best Buy and a homeless person asked me for some change. He said he needed money so he and his wife could go to some shelter for the homeless, which doesn't make any sense, but I was willing to buy it. I legitimately didn't have any money at the time, so when I told him that, he did, he gave me a dirty look and walked off. No, thank you for your time or nothing. Guess he forgot that I didn't have to give him shit. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That uh, um, that's the story they're using to be like fuck homeless people. Because it's not that bad. I thought it was going to be like, and then he slapped me or something. Like, oh, yeah, you're right. Fuck them all, right? (laughs) Like, and then he didn't even say thank you. The manners on this man. Mm -mm, He didn't have his top hat on or anything. (laughs) No, curtsy? How dare you? I threw two shillings at him and said, away from me. (laughs) He scampered off. Another time, a homeless dude came banging on the window while I was sitting in my car, scaring the shit out of me in the process. He asked for some change, and this time I had some, so I took some out of a jar I had for the parking meter at my school and gave it to him. But I guess that wasn't enough, because right after he asked me, can you pour the rest in my hand? Now, anytime a homeless... Now, I've had that happen to me before, and I gave that nigga all my change, because I was laying, like, on my seat... Messing, messing with the fuses underneath my steering wheel mm-hmm. and i just felt a shadow over me i looked up this nigga was standing over me like hey man got any change i was like well if it'll keep me from getting my head bashed in yes because i can't defend myself from this position i ain't no mma fighter i know so like, this is nothing the only thing gonna happen here is they're gonna come out to the front of uh this fucking auto zone and see a nigga <laughs> dying in his front <laughs> right, seat that's right like take all the change he was giving me some story i was like no story needed take the change fuck it the old lady kicked me out. Ah, I don't oh, care. Yeah. Go yeah, get you a 40. We don't need no excuses. Go get you a 40. Enjoy I, my change, sir. I gave him like a dollar because he's just, uh, I just need a dollar. I gave him a dollar. He's like, what about the rest? Like, nigga, that's not. Just take it. Just take it. Yeah, because I don't want to have to brawl with you out here. Yeah, like, because I, I still ain't fixed my car and I can't go nowhere till it's done. I know it's so. And I was in college. That nigga. Anyway. Now, now, anytime a homeless person comes up to me, I either act like I don't speak English or just flat out ignore them. 
also who said karen's voice was annoying fuck that dude too <laughs> yeah in the same in a seven day span we got a karen's voice is annoying she needs to stop talking so much and a rod you won't let karen cook she's not talking enough email like <laughs> niggas hear what they want to hear it's like y'all are obviously arguing i was like okay all right i guess we're not fucking after the show anymore <laughs> you can tell it's not you, you found us out listener um, <laughs> all right we have another uh uh, another poll uh is for episode 333 pedal coaster mm-hmm. the diary of r kelly um and uh the poll was very simple have you ever kept going when you knew the condom broke and i gotta say when i first started this poll i was prepared to come on here and rant about how full of shit each and every last person here that listens to this show is because mm-hmm. this shit started off at like 80 percent of people saying nope i stopped and I'm like, nigga, that's a lie. You not once. You ain't never been like, um, <laughs> just, <laughs> this feels a lot better, but I'm going to keep it going. Just, and, and look later. Yeah, I'm not saying you had to complete, but, uh, I guarantee you went a few strokes more. You didn't stop right away. Anyway, um, the poll, uh, ended up with yes being 47%, no being 53%. So I guess people are more responsible than I would think. Cause I, I I don't know either that or they just not they buying better condoms which hey that's smart not very smart don't get those lifestyles that Mm-mm. shit is funded by Chick Fil A that lifestyle will will change your lifestyle <laughs> fuck that <laughs> kids that's why they call them that mm-hmm. <laughs> pay attention to the name it's a lifestyle change when you have kids. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. Oh. Lifestyles. For people that feel like they don't have enough to do. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyle condoms. Um, Larry says, in order for a condom to break, I have to assume that one of two things are happening here. Either A, the condom is too small, or B, the condom is worn down due to prolonged sexual activity. Neither will ever be a problem for me. No gold wrappers. So, Larry is saying his he never buys condoms that are too small, and he will never have sex too long. So, yeah, maybe that was the problem. I don't know. Uh, Andre says yes, I have, and then cuss myself out and prayed to Black Jesus that I <laughs> the Black Jesus. I felt like you had to say Black Jesus that way. Black Jesus, of course, that I didn't get her pregnant. Catch catch anything or both. Those couple days to find out the results for both were nerve-wracking. But let's just say that it wasn't the only time I went through all that. My dick and my nerves have never gotten along. Yeah, your dick isn't your friend, and you know that the second time the condom breaks. Like, the first time, it's like, oh, you betrayed me. Why would you do that? And then you go through all the heartache of like, oh, God, please don't be pregnant. Please don't Mm -hmm. be pregnant. I don't want to have to change my lifestyle. Yep, for these damn condoms. And then, uh... That's the first time you go, I learned my lesson, never again. And then the second time the condom breaks and your dick is like, let's keep it going. It's like, you are not on my side <laughs> at all. Why would you do this? Um. Anyway, by the way, by the way, fuck you two. I now have that zippity doo song stuck in my head. LOL. <laughs> I'm at work whistling this shit and white people are singing along. <laughs> That's their jam. What you talking about? Uh, Classic uh, says... 
happened when i was 17 could possibly have been the first time i coined the phrase might as well so said <laughs> might, might as well keep fucking so the slim says yes i compared it to car brakes failing on the freeway yeah boy you going 70 miles per hour hit the brakes then approach that traffic jam then realizing you can't stop yeah i'll be pooming on that shoulder uh i'll be pulling on that shoulder still i roll to a stop can't stop perpetual motion uh all right not sure i understood that analogy exactly but uh i took from that that you did not stop <laughs> that's, that's what i took from well, you that. came to a stop when half everything was done sir yeah the kc stork says uh my four kids told me to vote yes <laughs> <laughs> this message sponsored by lifestyle condoms yes it is lifestyle changed my lifestyle yeah for those of you who like the pitter patter of little feet but don't know it yet uh, yes lifestyle uh, all right, we had some comments on the episode. And actually, because this happened so early in the week and I wanted to remember what to say to these people, I actually responded back to them on the blog, but just more so I would have some something to go off of when we talked about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, apparently somebody, they didn't want to put their name, so they put Blah, B-L-A-H, and uh-huh. it says, Cool, more people who claim not to like R. Kelly promoting his work. Excellent, R. Kelly wins. To which I say, um, is your comment about us laughing at R. Kelly drawing attention to us doing something you don't like? Because, I mean, that's what you're accusing us of. Mm -hmm. You left a comment on our show saying that you don't like when people talk about R. Kelly, but you're just keeping people talking about him. Yes. So I'm going to keep talking bad about his ass. Um, Also, I find this logic to be stupid. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and I don't know if it's from people who've never had anyone like talk bad about them so they don't understand or challenge their thought process but um like you know if you put something out for public consumption uh you don't really want people talking bad about you that's that's just true that's actually uh most people won't won't admit that because their egos are fragile and shit and they don't want people to know that they got some weakness but that's the truth you put something out for the public you really don't want people going in on your shit that's true um and the idea of People that, oh, oh, when someone talks bad about me, it's good because at least they're talking about me. Everyone who thinks like that is a huge asshole or dickhead. And mm-hmm. fuck those people. Like, only a complete asshole, douchebag, dickhead even thinks that way. And if you're that kind of person, then yeah, I, you deserve to keep getting talked about. Fuck it. I don't care if it's making you feel better. It's making me feel better, too, saying how fucking terrible of a person you are. Yep. And I was, I, when people make comments like that, they didn't listen to the show. Yeah. And it's like this idea, like, hey, man, herpes is terrible. And then someone walking up, that's the same thing as promoting herpes. Like, what? Yeah, what are we talking about here? This album sucks. Oh, you done promoted their album. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Is that? Because that's not how I would want you to promote my podcast. Nope. Uh, the Black Eyed tips is fucking horrible well hey at least they're talking about us karen who says that mm-hmm. like no don't talk about me i prefer matter of fact um on google plus there was like a thread where everybody was like hey uh, apparently there was a thread for the people from the the the, the team blackness the people who are fans of blacking it up and mm-hmm. this week in blackness and they were like uh there was this really bad thread this morning and why don't we have this happy thread where we talk about what we like about each other and whatever and i got tagged to it somehow and uh 
I went in and I was like, I wasn't aware there was a thread where people were talking shit about each other. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be a part but, of uh, But, you know, thank you for all the love that, you know, a couple people showed me in here. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. I walked away. And then Denzel Lamar, Young Denz, came in and was like, yeah, Rod, I want to see that thread too. I had to come back like, uh-uh, I didn't say that. I don't want to see what y'all got to say about mm-hmm. me that's bad. Fuck that. I'm out. Like, like you want you want to say something bad about me? Say it in private. Yes. Say it without my name attached on Twitter. Ain't that say true. that shit uh, without emailing uh, yeah, me? Yeah, I'd rather just go down your timeline aimlessly without me. I, like, right? It don't subtweet. Don't bother me. I would love to walk into a person in uh, person in uh, public and they'd be like, you know, I have hated you for twenty seven years, and I could mm-hmm. just be like, yeah, well, I glad I didn't know. Yep. Thank you for never hitting me up. That's right. Continue to do My so. life still goes on. Michelle writes in, uh, what Tosh is doing to support, uh, is supporting rape culture, whether he means for it to or not. Okay. Okay. It has become normal to threaten someone with rape whenever you can become insulted by them because we all know the act of rape itself is a power play and so is threatening it. So, do you feel like that's normal like it's normal like people normally threaten people with rape is Mm-mm. that because i don't think it has become normal Mm-mm. and i think that was the joke is that it's not normal yes and it boils back down to context and context it's not like this lady was walking down the street and he walked up to oh five dudes on to rape you right. it, it, the situation did not happen like that yeah um all right so if what context of what happened is if the context of what happened is right Based on the club manager and the blog post, he verbally attacked that girl. Um, and the worst part about it is that it wasn't even a joke. He made a statement. Um, so, see, now that's the thing that I think where I diverge with all these people that are, mm-hmm. like, really going in on him. I do think it was a joke. I do, too. I think it was a setup for something else, but he probably never got to it. Yeah, reading her blog post, she sounds like a humorless person anyway. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't like, think people taking that into consideration. Yeah, like she, it, it can never be funny. Yes, so it, when somebody makes that statement, it don't matter what you say to them beyond that point. Nothing, nothing, I repeat, nothing about the subject is going to be fucking funny to that person. So if that's the case, we can't talk beyond that point. Yeah, like uh, that, like that was the thing I think uh, got kind of glossed over is that mm-hmm. so many people were just uh, so much like. Yeah, I'm not I'm not even feeling uh the idea of talking about it. So we're not even going to um you know, we like I this is my topic. I have such and such stance. I don't need the nuance of it. I don't need both accounts of it. I don't need anything like that. All I need is uh to say don't talk about this subject in any way that I could disagree with. Like Yes, and, and, and the thing is that that's extreme and then the other people are extreme too. Like most people are in the middle when yeah. it comes to it. You like you said, you have the people that rip ain't funny, period. Then you have the people go, Well, he got the right to say anything. Y'all wrong too. Yeah, let, I'll read the post because I don't think we ever read it on the show. No, we haven't. Here, so all right, this is something that happened to a friend of mine in her own words. So basically, this is secondhand information because a lot of people been like, "Well, the accounts of him saying of them saying he didn't do it was secondhand." Well, this blog was secondhand. Yes, it was. It wasn't even a girl herself; it was a friend, right? Right. It was. That's a, right. Right. It's like a friend of mine in her own words. So, and now it's on a blog post, right? Anyway, so it says. So on Friday night, my friend and I were at her house and decided to get out and do something for the evening. We brainstormed ideas, and she brought up the idea of seeing a show at the Laugh Factory. I'd never been. I thought it sounded fun, so we went. 
we saw that dane cook along with some other with some other names we didn't recognize were playing and while we both agree that cook's style is not really our taste we were open-minded about what others had to offer now first of all anytime someone says that open-minded that's a bad sign like i find that most people that say that open-minded are absolutely not open-minded like yeah. ever yeah they do if you it's like when people say uh you know I, i'm really funny and i you know i have a great sense of humor no they don't yeah because i mean think about it people that are, are, are naturally like that they don't have to make an announcement about it yeah so i said and we figured even good old dang can be funny sometimes even if it's not really our thing anywho this act was actually fine his act was actually fine but then when his when when his was done some other guy I didn't recognize took the stage of course i would find out later this was daniel tosh but at that time i thought he was just some yahoo who somehow got a gig going on after cook right so they cook open for this dude but so she doesn't even understand how comedy really works no because like, better comedians <laughs> go later on right. a and then b um pretty sure they had a lineup somewhere so the power of google could have told you who who everybody on that lineup was i honestly thought he was an amateur because he didn't seem that comfortable on stage and seemed to have a really awkward presence um so that's just his comedy style and he's always been that way. He's been doing that shit for 20 years. Yes. And he does the awkward uh, stare. He does and looks, the, yeah, the quietness, like you said, as it rolls over the people. Right. Or he does the stuff where, you know, sometimes people look and it's and a lot of the quietness is the audience going, oh, my gosh, he just didn't do that. Okay, that shit's funny. Right. And, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, and like I said, the other thing that kills me about this shit is she is is what your pet issue is because honestly this motherfucker does shit about race he does things about um you know Country other folk. countries he yeah. does things about like so much shit everything is offensive to some level mm-hmm. but you decided that this was your issue so no one can laugh at this because it's your issue so you know everybody's wrong and you're right okay anyway so tosh then starts making some very generalizing declarative statements about rape jokes always being funny how can a rape joke not be funny rape is hilarious etc right there right there he's obviously setting up a joke yes like it that's just comedy one-on-one you don't say something that controversial and then go no joke here let's move on right he said, I don't know why he was so repetitive about it, but I felt provoked because I, for one, don't find them funny and never have. Okay. And and like I say, and to me, a, a big pet peeve is that, you, I, I've said this before, you don't have a sense of humor. Why would you go to a comedy show? Yeah, at least not about this topic, you don't. Um, hold on a second. Chill. Call right back. I'm, I, I need to finish this. So I didn't appreciate Daniel Tosh or anyone telling me I should find them funny. So I yelled out, actually, rape jokes are never funny. Right. Right. Okay. I did it because even though being disruptive is against my nature, I felt that sitting there and saying nothing or leaving quietly would have been against any against my values as a person and as a woman. I don't sit there while someone tells me how I should feel about something as profound and as damaging as rape. And, and like I said, I, she's taking him literally. Yes. So, you know, for you to tell me, well, also when he said it, he wasn't joking. He meant it. He was joking from point one and she didn't think that was a joke. Yes. So I'm supposed, to take, I'm supposed to take her word that when he ad-libbed this fucking, uh, you know, this uh, retort to uh, to someone who was um, heckling him, that he also wasn't joking? Like, I don't believe you. 
and i don't believe her when she says that like i don't think he was not joking to at, at, at first and he really meant that rape is hilarious and let's let's make some jokes about it of real real not. quick because no. because we all agree that actually raping somebody would be the funniest shit in the world right i don't believe that and i nope. think that's where i diverge with these people is that you know i don't because i don't believe that he wasn't joking to start that you want me to follow you to a point where it's like yeah he was serious he really want that that's what he believes and mm, I, he's a comedian it's like mm. i i don't i don't mm-hmm. believe you i don't believe that when a director in a film has a graphic violent uh scene of of someone getting shot or curb stomped that that dude believes that that's what needs to happen i don't believe that Mm-mm. you know i don't believe uh when i just don't believe that like i if, I give them more creative license than y'all do. That's all. And if you want to boycott them for that, fine. Yeah, you, I, I'm you, not you, gonna stop you. If you yeah. want to be offended, be be, be offended. offended. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you have I'm not. Right to. We, yeah, we're clearly not gonna join each other's side because mm-hmm. I think the shit was funny, and you don't. And or I think the shit was a joke, and you think it was serious. Like mm-hmm. we never gonna be on the same side for this. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, it says. Uh, let's see. Um. I, after I called him out, Tosh paused for a moment. Then he says, wouldn't it be funny if that girl got raped by like five guys right now? Like right now, what if a bunch of guys just raped her? And I, com- and I completely stunned, finding it hard to process what was happening. But knowing I needed to get out of there, immediately nudged my friend who was also completely stunned. And we hightailed it out of there. It was humiliating. And of, of course, especially as the audience guffawed in response to Tosh. So somehow they thought that it was, they got that it was a joke. Mm-hmm. They didn't start raping her. They Somehow they all, all these people realized he doesn't mean that. But this lady didn't. Their eyes following us as we made our way out of there. I didn't hear the rest of what he said about me. Now in the lobby, I spoke with a girl at the wheel call desk demanded to see the manager the manager on duty quickly came to speak to me she was profusely apologetic and seemed genuinely sorry about what had happened but of course we received no refund for our tickets because she was so sorry right but instead of a comp pair we got a comp pair of tickets although she admitted she understood that we never wanted to come back or as i like to say suggested passive aggressively the child niggas don't come back yes because this is a fucking <laughs> comedy club and you taking people literally i can imagine laugh factory doesn't really have a policy in place for what happens when a woman has to leave in a hurry because the person on stage is hurling violent words about sexual violence at her although maybe i'm not the first girl to have that happen to her i should probably add that having to basically flee while tosh was enthusing about how hilarious it would be if i was gang raped in that small claustrophobic room was pretty viscerally terrifying and threatening all the same even if the actual scenario is unlikely to take place so um and my thing is this who knows if she just stayed he might have been apologized it's like y'all just instantly got up and just ran out right you know so who knows you know what he may have said past that point and it's not the fact that i'm defending him it's just the fact that it's a comedy club you went to a comedy club and you don't like jokes I, that's oxymoron that makes no sense to me yeah i and, think you know what i think i have crossed over to i'm defending his right to make that joke I've crossed over. Like, fuck it. I think that it's okay that he made that joke. I think he's obviously joking. And to be honest, what really pushed me there is the people that are like, it's rape culture. Y'all are promoting rape culture. It's yeah, like, and that's not true. So wait, if I'm the same as the motherfucker that is like, uh, stoning some woman to death after they do a, a ritualistic rape, then fuck it, man. Like, that's the side you're creating. That's the line. 
we can talk about this one way or not at all then fuck it then yeah, i guess yeah i guess i can't be on your side then i i thought and, i thought and, we and, could but i'm creating another side where you can make a joke and still be like fuck rapist and everybody who does that shit they should all burn in hell and go to jail i guess i that's the new side that i'm on which is uh yeah he made a joke he's obviously fucking joking yeah and 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 to an extent i i i more think about i agree with you and the the, for the fact that it's a difference like we said context is everything it's it's a difference if you're telling a joke it is a difference if you if 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 the comedian is angry or if the comedian you know comes off in a certain manner that's why i would love to see a video of this because it makes a a huge difference and 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 the thing is 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 the truth be told like i said before when you're a comedian people disrespect that job it's a lot more that goes to that and for the fact that he was doing his job for the fact that you was like i'm going to see dane cook i don't really like him i don't i don't know who these other people is it's like you should have just went somewhere else yeah, I don't like. I'm saying, I'm, I'm not. I'm saying, if she got offended, she got offended. Well, yeah. If she wants to write the blog post, she write the blog post. But that doesn't mean I have to be on her side. Like and that's that that it's kind of reminds me of the Duke Lacrosse thing, where the accusation of rape is actually more damaging than the evidence. Like, yes. like I don't need evidence. You were accused. The end. So I don't need evidence. This person said this, and that's enough for me. Because I don't like people talking about this topic unless they talk about it exactly in the ways that I would like them to do it. And it's like, well, if everybody's guilty, then fuck it. We're just going to be guilty because we can't talk about this. Yeah, and, and, and the thing about it is that uh, women have joked about rape. Men have joked about rape. Like a lot of people have joked about rape. And like I said, if you're one of these people where it ain't funny at all, you know, I can't rock with you. Like if we, I, I've said before, if we're talking about it in a serious manner, that's a whole nother thing. But right. if we're talking about it in a jokeful manner, and like I said, you went to a comedy club, so, you know. Like, you know what else isn't funny? Racism. It sure ain't, uh, but I will laugh at that shit someone, if it's funny. Someone being homeless is not fucking funny. Um, it's not, sexism isn't funny. None of this shit is funny, quote unquote, in real life. It's very fucking serious. But if we can't take humor and like joke about these things, then I don't want to live in your world. I don't want to mm. exist in your bubble where you're, funny. you are putting plastics on the seat of life. Yeah. That's what you are doing. You are putting bubble wrap on life. Like just no one can walk around and hurt each other's feelings at any point because things might. It's like I can't live like that. I'm sorry. My existence is going to buy mere existing going to bother some people, you know, and I, yeah. you know, I'm not going out of my way to fuck with people. But at the same time, uh, I'm not going to live in this world where we just politically uh, have sides on every fucking thing that happens. And I have to join up with one of y'all. No. Yeah, and it's okay for, and that's the thing. People, people fail to realize we can agree to disagree, and for some reason, agreeing to disagree just don't float well with some people. It's like agree with me or fuck you, and and I don't think everything's as cut as dry as that. Yeah. All right. So I'm sorry we got sidetracked, but all right. Moving on. Several little boys in my area wanted to make a quote unquote joke about rape, and what they decided to do was for three of them to corner this girl by herself and try to rip off her clothes while screaming at her. When they were asked why they did it, they said it was a joke. I don't find that shit funny. That girl was genuinely scared. Yeah, I don't find that funny either because that's actually like you know a real sexual assault. Yes. But, but, but you know what? Um, that's not Daniel Tosh's fault. That's not my fault. That's not anybody else's fault. Mm-mm. Those fucking little kids uh, is whoever the parents are in their lives mm-hmm. is also like I don't believe in this shit. Like I gotta raise your kids. I, I told you last show I don't believe in that role model Mm-mm. bullshit. But secondly. 
this to me is the same as being like well so-and-so said he had this rap album and then he went and shot up a school so that rapper made him shoot up that school Mm-mm, that's kind of for your own actions yeah i don't fuck with that leap in logic if i mean if you believe it you do you know like there's some people they believe that shit they everything somebody like it's not really that person's fault it's the influences that made them do that i don't believe that shit mm. you have to be personally responsible at some point yes you do and those three little motherfuckers need to be in somebody's jail and an actual sexual assault happened right that's actually sexual assault there's no yes. stage there's no microphone there's no jokes there's no there's no lights there's no cameras right the same as the person that did that blog post was scared even if tosh did not mean to offend her or scare her he could have seriously put her life in danger because some people are crazy enough to follow her outside and rape her because they thought it was funny so yeah we all have to be careful because some people are crazy and uh because they're crazy it makes us not be able to talk right let's not do the show anymore because we made jokes about homeless people being assholes and somebody might slap a homeless person tonight because (laughs) they didn't get the joke like no people People, like crazy people always been out there and the thing about it is you can't stop your life because of the crazies before daniel tosh before homeless people before everything people have raped people have killed people have been violent there were wars before hip-hop like there's this idea that some if we all act right no nothing bad will happen bad people will you can't understand the logic of a crazy person no just like i can't understand the logic of a fucking rapist they're pieces of fucking scum there's nothing i can do that will make them go well tosh didn't make that joke so i'm not gonna rape tonight that fuck that person thinks women are subhuman and that they need to do some type of powerful shit to them to get in their minds they're not fucking thinking like me and you Mm-mm. you know it's like the people uh man i didn't even want to talk about this on the show but fuck it it's like the batman the dude who shot at the batman theater mm-hmm. and people keep i keep seeing people on twitter just ranting and raving and hey, we need gun control we need this we uh, if it wasn't for this this scene in the movie must inspire him and it was you know this and that and the other and if everyone had a gun let me tell you something he's fucking crazy hey, that's the bottom line he don't give a fuck about your fucking pedestals and, and your, your soapboxes your regulations he didn't yeah you uh, legally you shouldn't be able to have guns let me tell you something you can illegally get a gun in america no one gives a fuck the kind of person that does not give a fuck about someone's life, about killing people in public, about murdering innocent people for watching a fucking movie, also doesn't give a fuck if it's on the books or not that you can't have a fucking gun. Say that again. Like, they don't care. Like, the people, some people are fucking insane. Rapists are fucking crazy. People that kill people are fucking crazy. So, like, I'm not going to live my life feeling responsible for them. That. Like, so, but that's the culture I'm promoting. Like, cause we made jokes on this show. Mm-hmm. So we that's promote people being raped. That's what you believe. You walk up to my face like, yeah, man, you, you definitely got that girl raped the other day. Like, fuck that. So no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that shit. All right. We got to call it. Hold on. Yo, what up, Larry? What's going on, man? Yeah, hey, chilling. sweetie. How you doing? I'm all right. I, I know you said you didn't want to, you know, get too deep into it. And I, I know we, we talk very, I, you actually, we didn't even talk because you just hop skipped over that shit. I see you got back to talking about Buffy. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I know what you're saying, man. Like, what people fucked up. Do we ask ourselves why the homeless man is covering himself with his own feces? <laughs> nah, he's fucking crazy. Right. Crazy does a crazy does. And it was weird. I watched the thing that I kind of saw. I was like, why do y'all always let this turn you against each other? 
why is this shit, like, why are we trying to make so much sense out of what crazy people do? And then on top of that, once you decide that you're going to try to figure that out, then you get mad at each other. I yeah. thought the whole shit just break down to, um, people got so offended because somebody said, oh, the kids should have been out that time of night. Right. Now, I ain't blaming them kids for getting shot. They ain't right. supposed to get shot. But if I leave my car open and somebody steal it, it wasn't supposed to be stolen either. I mean, the thing, the thing is, man, timing is everything. So, uh, I saw like Chris and Brandon kind of bringing up that point. I saw a bunch of people bringing up that point. And I didn't say anything about either way because like timing is everything. Like, it's kind of like if I get, um, I don't know, say I get shot tonight, right? And I left my front door open, right? And, and y'all, and, and, and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm in the hospital and y'all come visit Karen and the first thing you say is, yeah, I know he got shot, but why you leave the door open? Like, nigga, they have thought about that. Like, it's timing. It's timing. You don't need to be the first. Everybody want to be the first person to bring up some shit like that. And then they, and then they go, why is everybody mad at me? Because it's fucking the wrong time. Like, like that, that was stupid bringing your baby. Yes, we know. We know. Now, that's the thing. Me and you know, but everybody tells us we don't have kids. Yeah. Which is wrong. And I'm but, like, okay, I guess. I mean, I, but I even, I'll put it. I think even the, the people. The more mm-hmm. fucked up shit happens. But. Like, that's just, that's just how the world works. Go ahead, Karen. So I feel like if you're taking the kids out, the later you take them out, mm-hmm. the more you're putting them in danger. That, that's just my, you know, that's just that. Mm-hmm. That's not even my opinion. Okay, hold and, on. Karen, and, go ahead. And, and the thing about it, Larry, is that, like, as Dr. Roger say, timing is everything. And me and Roger have, have talked about this before. And the thing about it is that it's a larger picture. I think people, a lot of people feel like they can take their children everywhere. And they have the right to think that. And, and they have the right to do that. I don't think anything wrong, wrong with it. And sometimes when people don't have children and they voice their opinion about children, for some reason, parents just think your, your opinion is invalid. Like, you were not a child yourself and you just don't know shit. Yeah, I, I don't. Right. I don't they're taking it as a personal attack, and I'm right. not saying any of those people are bad. No, and me either. I'm just saying it, it, it made the who. Right. I don't, all I will not say, all I want to say about the part with the kid shit is, it's just too fucking soon. That's all. Like, I don't, right. I don't and, feel. And I didn't make the comment. I didn't even jump in on the shit. I, yeah. mm-hmm. I don't even feel compelled to make that comment. Like, that's how too soon it is. Like, I saw, like, all I thought was, man, thank God that baby's okay. And walked away. Like, I don't need to pontificate right. on, like, should babies be in theaters and shit like that. Like, yeah, no. Certainly no. not on Twitter of all places. Like, right. No, I, that I, ain't I the place. I was with a coworker of mine, and we just thought about it for, like, 30 minutes while we were working. Because right. I was just interested to hear his take on it. But, yeah, I'm not jumping into that. That's fucking yeah. cool. Y'all got it. Know? Y'all got it, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm like, mm, nah, that's... Like, it's, it's you like... the attention you wanted. It's like we said Thursday, man. So much shit happens in the world and twitter is the place where people go to make shit about them like it's it like and everybody's doing it i'm I'm me everybody like something happens right, and then right. it's like let me go on twitter and make this about me so so subconsciously or consciously when i see somebody uh make the well, i gotta be the one to say it the baby shouldn't have been that's like no nigga you gotta be the one to say it because you want some attention about it that's why you're saying it like so, you know, you could be my boy, and I could still be like, "Yeah, you wanted that, you trolling, you want that attention." Word. You know that. Like, I ain't gonna hold y'all up. All right, man. That one just kind of hit, hit home with me, man. The bottom line: the world's fucked up, and we gotta live in it. Unfortunately. Right. All right, man. Be be easy, Larry. Thanks for calling, man. Peace. But yeah, man. So I like if we're if that's the standard we're setting for the world. Like I just want to know where did they turn that off? Like if you sent that from your iPhone, I want to know why that was okay. 
Okay. Yo, you're on with uh, the Blackout Tips. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Ron Karen? How y'all doing? It's classic. Chilling, chilling, Good, man. sweetie. Happy Saturday, man. Happy Saturday. I mean, you know, bad news abound in the news and everything, and these are terrible topics, terrible times. But, uh, you know, hopefully y'all are having a good Saturday. Yeah, uh, you know, definitely. Having a great Saturday. Oh, Saw Dark Knight Rises yesterday. I'm, I'm in a great mood. great. I mean, we have to talk about this shit. Tonight. Are you going to see yeah, it tonight? See it tonight. I asked Miss Classic if she wanted to see it. She goes, did you see the news? I was like, uh, well, honey, I, I seriously doubt that's going to happen twice. Right. You know, in the same week. But, hey, you know, uh, let's, it, it should stop us from going to do what we want to do. To right. see movies. We'll just be a little more careful. You know, we'll sit by the exits or something if you, if you, if it'll help you feel better. Right. You know, but, uh, you know, uh, I wanted to join you all to, you know, you know, bring up, uh, I guess a bit of feedback on the, the I, re, I heard the uh, pedal coast the R. Kelly uh, yeah. show earlier in the week. That was funny. It, it's nice to hear just the both of y'all, no guests. Uh, you know, I mean, I love the guests, of course, but uh, it's nice to hear you two go back and forth. Yeah. And, uh, Rod, breakaway condoms? <laughs> These are not warm ups for uh, NBA, you know, like, terrible way. That's what lifestyles but, are. I mean, yeah, yeah warm ups for parenthood. I mean, if you don't use condoms, like say you're a married couple like you two, or you know, me and this classic, you don't need them. But you know, so you can get the breakaway. That's a nice novelty. But uh, I would put them on the shelves next to the condoms you really need to, you know, be durable. So I guess you know, to tell those folks out there that are, you know, wrapping it up, stay away from the lifestyle. Uh, uh, other than that, but yeah, all these arguments, man. I, you know, and, and Brian. You know, we had a discussion the other day about nerd rage, and I thought right back to that when they started profiling, like, who this guy was, if he's calling himself the Joker. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing I thought was, oh, man, Rob's probably going to think that all these cats out here with the nerd rage, that this might be one of them. And that's the same kind of thinking that these people have is the slippery slope thinking. Like, right. oh, anytime something happens, oh, well, if we start having security at movie theaters, the next thing you know, we're going to be patting out people and profiling. Right. Or, oh. Uh, you know, now you're going to wait until they have security at movie theaters. Where was it before? You know, it's like it's, everyone has a viewpoint, and this right. is going to be a debate that's going to rage on and on for weeks. The kid at the movie theater thing is a debate that will rage for weeks and weeks. Yeah, I and, saw the... Uh, I saw the new the newest thing I saw last night, and like I said, I see this shit, and I don't comment on any mm-hmm. of it. But apparently, some dude left his family there, like while they were being shot at, like his wife and kids or something, and yeah. uh, and now everybody on, of course, everybody on Twitter is calling him a coward, and uh, I I yeah, would have done should, this, be, I would have done that. Die with his family, and uh, I, I right. mean, I'm sure people jump to those conclusions and jump to those reactions, and it's it's. A mix of a lot of things. It's, it's partial information. It's emotional. Right. It's highly disturbing. And, and, you know, I mean, the way I look at all of this is it is really messed up. It's, it's fucked up. And you kind of have to take a step back. And, you know, I mean, if, 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 if it's what you believe in, then pray. Just pray. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, things will work out uh, for, 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 for everyone involved. Uh, you know, I mean, there will, there will be other incidents like this in public because there always have been. Nine eleven, all the way on to to now, I think shit never changes. You know, it's just we have to have some kind of cool head rationale. Yeah, I, we can't. I just feel like we can't let ourselves be taken hostage and live our life as role models for crazy people. I'm sorry. I just I oh, yeah, like we so I can't have video games because some dude's gonna shoot up a school. I can't listen to rap music because somebody's gonna kill somebody. No. I, I don't accept that. Sorry. I'm just never going to be Seriously. on that side. 
and, and yeah, that, that gets to the whole censorship issue too, you know, or or, or Daniel Tosh with the comedy thing. Do we not stop, stop going to comedy clubs or whatever? Yeah. You know, does that become government regulated that you can't say uh, rape jokes or you can't call somebody uh, a bee or whatever? Yes, yeah, socially it might be unacceptable, but there are some places in time for it. And, uh, You're, like, it's just, a- I just don't like the idea of us using extremes to police each other. Yeah. Like oh well well this person it's kind of you know what you know it's like how um to 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 relate to the people that are you know uh trying to say this and they're like politically politically affiliated with the left or Democrats it to me it's like the argument that Republicans make about abortion which is well some people are getting abortions six months into a pregnancy. And that's like killing a baby. It's like, okay, so we should stop that. And we should stop all abortion. Mm, wait a minute. So yeah. you, you're going to use that extreme person to actually co- accomplish a goal that isn't necessarily related to that. You don't even want like plan B pills. So because you've decided that none of this is cool and it's all killing the baby. It's, if, if it's a fucking zygote is you killed a baby. So you have an extreme point of view that you're actually trying to use an extreme case to make a case for. And it's just not true. It's just not what's going to happen. So, yeah. And, and for every argument, there's a counter argument that we, you know, like, yes, it is, sir. The political shows are on, on, on every Sunday morning. Why this, there's this big political you know, side to everything, including, I mean, Twitter is yeah. one of many arenas where this happens. You know, yeah, Facebook, obviously. Uh, and people, you know, people like to jump on their soapboxes. You know, it's kind of take, take a step back. If you got to speak your piece, speak your piece. Like the, the, the child in the movie theater, I, I, I wrote on Twitter uh, like maybe six tweets about this experience I had. We went to the basic spot of man. Some kid was in front of us. This toddler, he's making all kinds of noise. And yeah. I had thoughts I wanted to punt this kid, or I wanted to take the, to take the father outside and beat him up. Right. You know, but I was like, let me I, let me sit here with my lady. You know, I, I you know I want to give a fine example, and at the same time, and you know, I talked to the guy after the show, and he was like, look, I'm really really sorry about that. I'm really sorry. I was like, hey, yeah. look, you know, let's do a better job next time. But you know, I appreciate <laughs> right. you know you. You, you let me know about this. Keep right a, yeah, behind. do a better job next time. But uh, yeah, you cool yeah. today. And, and, and the thing was, it's a time and place thing because again, it was the last show of the day. It wasn't like you know the afternoon show where you expect kids coming out of school. Which I mean, this was like 10 p.m. start on a weeknight, and we're like, yo, you know, come on, you know. Yeah, well, you know, I just think so, that it's kind of. It's the, I can't be that. I can't be parenting for these people, you know, because the first thing if I come out my mouth is, yo, you are not in my house, raising my kids. Right. You know, so that's kind of why I left it alone. I could have easily went to the usher and said they're making noise or whatever. I didn't want to be that guy. My wife, and I turned to Mrs. Classic, and I said, hey, honey, you know, this bothered me the whole movie. She's like, I wanted to strangle that kid. And that helped me feel a little better about my feelings. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, I but at the, at, the, at the end of the day, here's the thing, though, man. At the end of the day, um, is this is the same shit as like some people are going to always hop on like feminist issues. Some people have yeah. chosen they're always going to talk about race issues. Um, for a lot of the people that were bringing up the kid in the theater shit, that's one of their issues. Now it ain't mm-hmm. there's no political lobby around mm-hmm. it, but I you know I see those people all the time. Like I don't like when kids be in theaters. What's your kid doing in a PG thirteen film? What's your kid doing in a rated R film? So that's one of their issues, and they're no different than these other people that hopped on other topics because mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, this my shit. Let me get my soapbox out. But hey, we gotta move on. 
to the uh oh, my bad, my bad. it's all right we, we gotta move good. on because other people keep trying to call and shit like so let me move on and try have try a to good one sweetie thanks class uh, you all, y'all do too i'm gonna get some breakaway condoms and uh all right man peace oh man chills tried to call us twice yeah she's left voicemails both times oh lord i'm gonna say should i even play them back i'm pretty sure it's just cussing us out yes what y'all niggas ain't picking up I'm gonna call her. Is, yeah. that, is that wrong? To I don't think it is. Try to call Chill I instead know, of calling right? us. Just see what happens. See what happens. Chill. Hello. Hey, can we come? May I speak to Chill? Okay. I think we uh think that was somebody else answered the phone. Yeah, chill. What is? I got it. Chill. What what's what's up? What's up, man? Man, we 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 own the air, and we definitely have uh uh. I don't know if you can see us live or not, but other people saying they can see it. Man, I don't. Man, I can't see nothing. I ain't, man, I'm like, I tried to catch the show like um a day ago. Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Nothing. I, I'm like, I'm like, man, what's going on here? I don't went to your website. I, I can't get in there. I can't get in through Facebook on your Facebook page. I'm like, man, what's going on here, man? So I just like. I'm like, dang, man, I got, I got to wait for them to, you know, iTunes, that's what I'm, really? <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, I sent you an email with a link to Vocal directly, but I don't know if that'll help or not, but. Yeah, and I sent you a voicemail, yeah. you know, right after that. It's like, you know, nigga, yeah, really? I'm like, you know, you gonna send me a link? Nigga, I've been linking into the show damn near a year. Really? Yeah. You gonna send me a link now? I was, I was like, just I trying. I'm doing I was trying to help, man. I, you know, we we need you involved, so yeah, we need to be involved. Been, been missing you. <laughs> is, is that Miss Karen? Yes. Hey, Miss Karen, how you doing? Good, sweet. I've been missing you. You you don't went down to Georgia. You know, be leaving random voicemails. I'm like, look, I ain't talked to her live. This this ain't right. Something ain't right about this. Y'all lucky, boy. I almost saved my black ass up there, Bully Hill. <laughs> don't we be Don't we be eating downhill? Boy, the only thing is, is just the heat. I mean, that's just that I mean, how, how you wake up, right? Eight o'clock in the morning, and it's a hundred degrees, and then you go to bed eight o'clock at night, and it's still a hundred degrees. Say that again. Oh, I, I, yeah. I wasn't getting that. It, it's like, hold on, how is the heat of the day all day? That don't make no sense <laughs> to me. Yes, it is, oh, ma'am. What you say? <laughs> I said it is. It's like that. It, it ain't no joke here. Yeah, I mean, that's that slave heat, man. It's like, that's that pick that cotton. everybody to act crazy down there then because it sounds like y'all got it better than us man you know what i ain't gonna be too many more of these acting crazy stuff <laughs> now nah, you know what i'm gonna get to digging i'm telling you I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get to digging y'all can't tell me but y'all hillbilly hannibals up there <laughs> come on now come on now telling me that north carolina ain't got issues and problems it's just no way i'm gonna get to digging i bet you i come up with a couple body parts I bet you will, honey. We we got a lot of racism issues. So I bet well, you we find got, a lot well, of them. We, I think we just covered a story about a dude who had like a sword in some local park and got shot. So yes, shit happens up here. Hey, 
see. No, it, it happens a lot. Okay, they're all yeah. acting like, oh, it just happens. Oh, every now, no, nigga. Yeah, I know that happens every day, all day. So y'all ain't telling me. Y'all ain't telling me. I mean, but y'all, y'all get ticked off. I mean, y'all just as bad as us. You know what I'm saying? Nigga go to Popeyes. He asked for a two piece. You know what I'm saying? And they accidentally put a biscuit on there. But you would think normal people, you'd be like that. But now nah, y'all get mad because people don't add that stuff to y'all and y'all want to go kill everybody. I know how it is. Y'all, y'all backwards up there. Y'all crazy and backwards. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Ain't no way. I'm going to get to digging. Okay, we're going to see. <laughs> you, get to, you get to dig in. You come up with the stories. And we'll, we'll read them on the air if you can find them. Yes, we nah, will. No, nigga, no, nah, nigga, no. Nah, I'm going to read this. I'm going to call. I'm just going <laughs> to think, okay, y'all think y'all hear a random voice in there. I'm, I'm a three minute. I'm a three minute of mine. And I'm just going to read three minutes worth of, worth of North Carolina. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to hang up the phone. And I'm going to call back like a day later. I'm going to read something else. Well, I'm going to get to dig. I'm going to find this. All y'all, so, okay, so all y'all just got. Florida jokes, really? So just everybody just like, okay, all right, that's that's cool. <laughs> Detective that's cool, chill. That's cool. Hey, y'all think y'all gonna be talking trash, right? When uh, it's the middle of December and y'all underneath snow, and we down here barbecuing in our drawers, <laughs> going to the beach. Yeah, I bet we ain't so crazy then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bet uh, we ain't so crazy then, huh? I mean, we just all in the river. Just y'all gonna be just, y'all gonna be crazy and warm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we warm though. Yeah, but we warm, though. yeah, y'all with me. Yeah, I don't, I don't fuck with the snow. <laughs> I hate snow. Yeah, yeah y'all, man, y'all so. got us on that climate. I can't fuck with y'all on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've been, I've been, you know, trying to catch up on on on, on the podcast. I I didn't heard you, uh, Rod. I just say you stupid. That, that's all I got to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, you know what, Karen? I always get a bitch for the job, but I'm seeing that Karen. Uh, you didn't caught up a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Karen, you 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 kind of on the stupid train with with your husband for a little bit. Because you know, I, yeah, I, I think that you're really getting. In touch with your inner nigga, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I really think that uh, Karen, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to back up off of you because yeah, you you you, mm-hmm. you you're starting to be bothered, Karen. Try that's to tell y'all. Scary. Try to tell y'all. Yeah, that's kind of. Y'all thought I was. Am I on the air? Yeah, yes. we called you. We yeah, called we called you, you doing the feedback show. And we put you like, on we the air twice. I, yeah, we missed your call twice, and I was like, I, she probably calling because she still can't get through. So, uh, yeah, we, we was talking about some serious topics and I was like, fuck this, I need some chill. Yeah, man, I tried, I tried to time it out. So I'm like, okay, now nah, I know, okay, if, if the show's starting this time, I'm like, okay, I don't want to interrupt the voicemail. So I'm like, quarter till, I'm like, okay, I know that, I know damn well I ain't got no 45 minutes worth of no voicemail. I'm like, damn that. So I like, I called then, so I'm like, well, let me try, let me try. I'm just like, man, I'm like, so I've got the gig. And I'm like, really? Is this is this my, my crime for all the sins I committed? I get caught off from y'all? So that's just oh, no. my punishment. Man, we got to get somebody to look at your computer, man, because this ain't, this ain't cool. Mm-mm. We need you looking live. Yes. We're going to have to get somebody on that. But anyway, chill. We're about to move on to the... We still got more shit to read. Oh, yeah, I but, feel you. I feel you. But, yeah, you, you did you call know. on... Per, you did call right on point, though. I just want you to know... Uh, like we couldn't answer at the time because we was like talking about something kind of serious, but you were right, right after we had di- just got done with uh, voice I'm, I'm still tuned in. Don't they tell y'all something? <laughs> I could go away for a month, come back and still be tuned in. That don't tell y'all nothing, man. <laughs> we are like socks and shoes. <laughs> socks and shoes. All right, y'all. Y'all get out here and do y'all thing, man. Everybody, black guy who took nation, y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace. 
Oh man, love me some chill, dog. Yes, love chill, chill, chill. The only nigga we will call her for the feedback show. <laughs> right. I was like, I got to call her. I got to call her. We need a moment of chill. Yes. So we can get back to rape. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and misogyny. So this is why people don't talk about it on this show. You can only talk about it this way. Hang up on them. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it says, uh, you know, of course, uh, Michelle was going on about, uh, same as that, uh, the person that did the blog post was, uh, scared, even if Taj did not mean to offend her. Um, yeah, so crazy people might think they can rape her and stuff. Just because he has the freedom of speech does not mean he's not supposed, he's not supposed to use it responsibly. Um, yeah, I disagree with that. You know, you can use your freedom of speech however you like. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the people that don't like you can use it however they would like. Yep. Be it um, protesting or whatever they want to do. Yeah, if mm-hmm. they, like, if y'all were able to shut him down, I wouldn't be, uh, mad. I'd just be like, mm-hmm. uh, well, that's their right too. Mm-hmm. Like, enough people don't agree with you that your shit got shut down. Yep. Uh, let's see. I believe that as soon as the words leave your mouth, I have the right to judge you for it. I do too. Yes, me too. Uh, sorry for this long comment, but keep what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I love listening to your podcast, which is full of rape jokes. Uh, oh, from the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we thank you for your comments, even though we don't agree with you, but yeah. thank you. Um, and I responded to this on this page, but I don't feel like, you know, I, I basically have outlined what, what we said here. Yeah. Um, hey, you're on with the blackout black tips. What's going on, Rod and Karen? Hey, What's baby, up, how, you how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just getting off the road, but I ain't even, I'm trying to get, I'm getting ready to walk out to the now. I, I, I was in revival. Well, my dad was in revival all week. So I just left, I just left from you, Paula, Alabama, all the way back to Auburn, pretty much. Oh, that's what's up, man. Trip. Man, well, I'm not that bad, but I can tell you one thing. It's pretty ratchet. We're going to you. It's pretty, it's pretty ratchet going and, and coming, man. The one thing I loved about this trip, I was traveling down, not interstate, but from country highways. And the beauty of those highways is you get to see that trailer with the trampoline in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Surrounded by trees, yes. Hold on, hold on. How many cars? How many cars in the yard, Karen? I bet you can get. I would say two to three, and I would say some of them didn't have wheels. Yes, but they were about five or six. But <laughs> okay, I guess the little low, my bad. Trailer, but you had about eight cars, <laughs> so it was it was an interesting trip. I um, bet you was. Surprised you didn't see cows yeah. and horses. You know, I done took them country road trips. Well, you know. Well, you know, I went to my, I was staying at my cousin's house and they had chickens. So. Yeah, I don't mess with live chickens. I like to eat chickens, but I like to eat with the feathers and all that stuff removed from the chicken. Yeah. Well, I think you're sitting on the key. But, um, but it was a, it was an interesting trip. I, and I just, I just had to call in. Cause I have to check up on y'all every week. You know, I love y'all a lot. We love you too, <laughs> sweetie. We do, but. Actually, I called in because, you know, that was a big tragedy Friday at the Batman premiere. Oh, yeah. We, we and, talked about that a little bit, man. Um, and uh, it was so ironic because I was actually watching watching the ending of The Dark Knight last night. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't seen the new movie yet, but at the end, Joker was saying that insanity, he was talking about how insanity really infects the mind and it takes over and it just pollutes you and it makes you do the most heinous of things, and it corrupted Harvey. Then I thought about how the guy came in after he shot the people and said he was the Joker, 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is so ironic because it was exactly what he was talking about in the movie. I was like, that's just scary. That yeah. I would see this now at the premiere of this movie and, and that, that you hear about this. And and then you would see this premiere and then the way that Joker was talking about it, where Heath Ledger was talking about how insanity and takes the mind. And you see this guy go and shoot up all these people. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's just, like, yeah, right. Like, I find it ironic, too, man. It's, like I said, uh, it's kind of like the rape culture thing. Like, some people are going to say that Christopher Nolan has created a massacre culture or a violent culture, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And I just, I just think that we got to stop trying to analyze insanity as if Mm -hmm. it has rules and logic. Regulations That it goes by. I think that person that shot at that theater was crazy, and we're never going to know or be able to completely understand why someone would do that because there's no good reason for that. Mm-mm. No, and it's not, and it's not. But it's um, and I don't think you can necessarily blame the movies for that. Yeah, I don't think so either. You can't blame the movies for that because that guy said he was a Joker, and if you watched any of the Batman, this dude this seems kind of nerdy enough, but <laughs> Joker wouldn't kill people that way. Mm-hmm. So. You know, you can't really blame on Joker. This is just a guy who had some mental problems, and mm-hmm. he was just a sick individual that needed help and didn't get it, and now it's too late. And because you you don't just walk into a movie theater and shoot a bunch of random people if you don't have some serious mental issues. Yep, I agree, man. There are some serious mental issues, but you know, I just called and said, "Man, but what you think about all this moving with Jeremy Lin and Dwight Howard?" And oh uh, man, that like. I think we're about to find out Jeremy Lin's overrated. Um, I don't think he's a franchise point guard. Um, I think that uh, I think Dwight as fucked up PR wise, but I was mm-hmm. I was right uh, like two or three years ago when I was like they should trade him the second he was like I want to leave. Uh, I don't believe in this whole we should wait to the last minute and see if the mm-hmm. bids go up because what you're gonna find is that it's never enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's never enough. Like they got offered a king's ransom from uh New Jersey and they still turned it down cuz because there's no Dwight Howard coming back because there's only one Dwight Howard and if they would have understood that from day 1 they would have already traded that dude not needed to fire that coach yep. or their GM but now they basically have nothing except Dwight Howard who doesn't want to be there nope but as a Lakers fan I really feel like and I was one this trading Dwight Howard for Andrew Bynum I don't feel like that changes anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, it depends on how much of an upgrade you think he is from Andrew Bynum. True. Four points a game. You're going to get four more points a game. Yeah. Maybe two more blocks and about five more rebounds. Mm-hmm. But I, I always thought that you should, that you should, well, I feel, I feel like you're upgrading from, from the best Cadillac to a Mercedes or a BMW. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then, but if you're driving the top the top of the line Cadillac, upgrading to a I'll put it like this, you're upgrading from a five series BMW to a seven series BMW. <laughs> well, I'm a late, I'm a, I'm not a Lakers fan, but I would make that trade ten times out of ten because I think what people forgot about Andrew Bonham is he's a Cadillac that used to always be in the shop, and I don't need him to get back to like. Like, literally, if he hurt himself at the beginning of next season, 
I think everybody mm-hmm. would be kicking themselves like, man, that is right. But he, Dwight coming off a of back injury too, though. Right, his first one in his career too. Like now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that he's gonna be like that. Oh, you can just cube and be that shit. Like maybe, maybe he isn't what he's. Maybe he's gonna be a shell of himself. I don't know. Um, I don't know enough about the procedure or enough about um, you know, the nature of his injury. To be honest with you, but if. I'm assuming if both are given like a clean bill of health for next year, I would still take Dwight over uh, Bonham because I think he's proven to be more durable in his career. It depends on how much they're giving up for him. Like last year, mm-hmm. like last year, I felt like I'm kind of glad that Chris Paul trade didn't go through, even though I criticized David Stern for it because yeah. the Lakers were going to gut themselves to get Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. They were going to get them. But what what do the Lakers have left to give up? They've given up what four draft picks for Steve Nash. Like I don't know what they have I, left to give up. I don't understand. And and like I I really yeah Steve Nash is great, but you still got an old getting all these old parts for one year. But yeah. I'm truth be told, to be honest with you, I'm not as much a Lakers fan as I'm a Kobe fan. But I guess since Kobe has two more years left, I guess I shouldn't care as much. But I just feel like. You're you're going championship or bust, and oftentimes, even though we applaud people who go championship or bust, you end up getting the bust. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, so they're long. they're trying to do the one. I think they're trying to get it together for one last run, kind of like the Celtics did. You know, like I don't know if the Lakers will win. I don't know if the roster. I think Dwight Howard instead of bottom would give him a chance though, mm-hmm. but uh, because they're that that like at this point. They're that close, in my opinion. Like, they are one player, one performance from being uh, being able to beat uh, Oklahoma City because uh, all those games were close. Um, yes, they were. I felt like, like the Lakers should have been up 3-2 in that series. Yeah, they just didn't have, at the end of the day, they didn't have the luck and they didn't have the youth on their side. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that kind of yeah. killed them, man, because they definitely had the skill and they definitely had the mm-hmm. experience. Uh, but, uh, I think Dwight would have, uh, definitely improved their chances if he was on their team right now. I think Steve Nash would have too. Uh, so they did get better, but I don't know that they're invincible and I don't know that they beat the Heat, but, True. you know, whatever. Um, uh, alright, man, we gotta move on to the next thing, man, but, uh, you got one more thing? One more thing. Let me see. One more thing. One more thing. Yeah, I think that I'm going to have to find some nice music for my one more thing segment. (laughs) I really didn't have one. Oh, one more thing. Corrobos is good as hell, dog. Oh, yeah, it is. Corrobos is good. We tried that a while ago. Yeah, we've been there a couple times. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking good. Oh, good God. And um, shout Mm. shout out to Lisa Stymie. Shout out to who? Shout out to to Lisa Stymie. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brett. Be good, man. Peace. 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 Shout out to Liz's thigh meats. I hear you, dog. <laughs> I hear you. Um. All right. So where were we at? Um. Boom. All right. O from the C says yep. this seems super petty after such a deep and articulate uh, comment, but fuck it. Head down, power through. Tank alert. Don't the Globe try to play against the Washington Generals, not the Washington Wizards? <laughs> That's a tank. <laughs> if, if if I said that, that is a tank. Yes, and that is, sir. You should never be too too uh mm-hmm. proper to 
call out a tank because that's Cause funny. I will call the Washington Wizards, the Washington Bullets, in the heartbeat. Yeah, and the Washington Wizards at this point might as well be the Washington Generals. I'm not sure that they could be. <laughs> at the least you said Generals. I go Bullets. I'm tell you, terrible I am. Uh, <clears throat> Michelle says, "Are you going to play the first person shooter or the episodic video game by Telltale Games uh, for The Walking Dead?" Uh, I played the episodic game and it's great so far. Yeah, I played the first two chapters and I love it. Yeah. Absolutely captures the, uh, what it would be like to be in that zombie apocalypse world dealing with those people. And you said it's simple, so I might have to get on it once you get the whole series. Um, I, I don't know why you would wait that long, but sure. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why you wait that long. Sure. Wait, it's on your Xbox. Wait six months and then you can play it. Uh, cause you can save more than one time. You can, oh, you can have like okay. three saves going, so. Uh, and the poll for the show, uh, the next show, which was, uh, episode 334, Everything Happens for a Reason. Mm-hmm. And the poll was, do your politics have an on or off, sh- uh, an off switch? Uh, yes, 95% of people say yes, everything can't be political all the time. And I, I assume that's because it's our audience too. Mm-hmm. Like our audience is not, like you can't listen to the show. And all you, all you're just principled. I know that this isn't funny. Oh, that we would drive funny. you nuts. You, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. and then one, 5% of people said, no, I stay vigilant at all times. Uh, Isaiah you says, you stay with a hard on about talking about political shit. Not me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isaiah says, yes, son, I'm too immature to keep the switch off because if not, I'll be angry all the time. The only problem is that it doesn't work well with others who don't. One time, some guys asked if I'm into politics. I said, nope. Both parties probably owned my ancestors at one time back then, jokingly. Man, them cheese eaters got mad and told me I was being serious regarding, I was be I wasn't being serious regarding the politics. So, yeah, I remember I had a, um, like, uh, Thursday, I was out at a bar mm-hmm. drinking and stuff, and, uh, one of my, um, I was about to leave. Like, we had a pretty good night, and w- one person was like, Rod, Obama. And then, like, put their hands up like shrugging and it's like i was like what about him he's like i mean hasn't he been a letdown i said you you didn't vote for him the first time why would you care care like why would you why would we even talk about this you're not gonna vote for him this time and how could he have let you down you you didn't want him to get the job so everything he did is a letdown it's the opposite of what you want him to do and he's like, I'm not talking about for me, but for you. And I was like, don't uh, whatever, man. And just got in my car. Like, I don't blame you. We're not going to sit here and have a fucking debate yeah. while everybody's drinking. I'm so tired of debating when no one's listening. I'm so tired of it. So I'm not debating these people. Nope. Um, YOLO says, YOLO the Jew, I was scared when I saw the Where's My 40 Acres Beef. Because I put that as one of the descriptors and the descriptions of the show notes. Yes. I thought you were beefing with them, which I would hope would never happen since I always felt your show and their show were the closest out of all you guys with the podcasting family. Especially since it seems like Rod is on that show more than Mike is. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Mike. Brandon's still a hating ass nigga, though. Yeah, I hear yellow. And nah, I don't think, I can't mm-hmm. foresee a, uh, First of all, I don't want to beef with anybody Mm-mm. podcasting. That's Literally, not our purpose. Really, I really don't. Like, I don't wake up like, I can't wait to go in on this nigga. Like, honestly. It's the last thing I want to do. It yeah. takes you out of fun mode. Yes, it's, it does. You know, uh, people, all of us share fans. This is fucking it's stupid. stupid. No one's benefiting. And, 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 in the, in the, in the scheme of things, like, it's such a small, it's such a small part of the world. Who cares? Mm, I know it's so. Y'all don't like each other. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. I'm, I'm about having fun partying and keeping the podcast train rolling. But, but secondly, um, I don't think I would ever have beef with them because, like, we just, 
we're on the same wavelength mm-hmm. at the end of the day man i could go over there and argue with brandon we could argue with each other and five minutes later we'll be talking about something fun because mm-hmm. we don't like staying in the serious Mm-mm. arguing zone mm-hmm. and we both realize that um our opinions don't matter that much it's just our opinions yep like anyway miss crystal says oh my goodness rod <laughs> <laughs> i had a i don't expect you to understand type moment last weekend last friday night the boiler broke at the duplex i work at so clients called me side note i didn't get the message till saturday afternoon because i quote unquote lost my phone in my car after a night of stressing running around to drinking and karaoke so i found my phone on the floor in the back of my seat and of course my phone was blown up so i got so i i got that they don't don't didn't have hot water i called maintenance uh dude went out there and was like it's an electrical issue he can't fix so he called the electrician and of course dude wasn't going out there during the weekend he was like he could be out monday morning i thought that was reasonable told my clients of course they started flipping out i told them they can heat up the water in the microwave or stovetop started popping off at the mouth talking about this ain't the projects i bit my tongue so hard it started to bleed one client kind of calmed down and common sense started taking over the other who uh, we have told on a number of occasions to get tested for development delays since both of her kids are severely developmentally delayed. And uh, I guess that's like a new term. Mm -hmm. I haven't heard of that one. And, uh, yeah, she kind of slow and, well, uh, delayed. But one one of those who think they know everything and always try to talk or shout you down. So basically the heifer was like, can y'all get us a hotel so we can shower? I'm so, 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 so glad those conversations were via text because I would have sounded like the biggest bitch to uh, two. I told her I'd ask my boss and she was like, yeah, we're going to need rides to the hotel, too. I mildly stroked out. Of course, I bothered my boss on the weekend and told him about the hotel arrival request. He was like, I had to make sure I read the message right because that is some bull. Mm-hmm. He asked if she was serious. I told him, yeah, and he started cursing, a cursing rant, and I told him that I wanted to run that by him to make sure I wasn't being an ass. He said, no, that, it, uh, that it's really hot outside. They don't have central air, so hot showers may not be too comfortable anyway. And I was just, it was just for the weekend, and he instructed me to give them seats to sit on. <laughs> so, have a seat. I relate. Literally this, have a seat. Here's your chair. I relayed this message to the special client, and, but I, and, but I have a kid here. What about my children? Call the electric company, they'll come out. My response, heat the water up on the stovetop or in the microwave. We need an electrician, not the electric company. A weekend without hot water on a hot summer weekend does not constitute an emergency. If this is going on for over a week, that would be a different story. Her response, this is not the project. This is a health hazard. Now, how am I supposed to sanitize things for my children? My response, use a bleach solution for sanitizing and equipment malfunctions are part of life that happen in the projects and mansions. People from New Jersey to North Carolina were without power for weeks, so please calm down. Her response, but the electric co was trying was trying really hard. And the straw that broke my back was that she said equipment malfunctions are not a part of life when you have kids, so I will not calm down. I had another mouth stroke. She <laughs> she wanted to say that we were allowing a health hazard, so I found the housing code hotline, gave it to her. I don't think I'm going doing a good job explaining this to you. And so if you don't if you like, call the health department. Maybe they can explain things better to you. No more responses. Conversation over. So I know my response was a bit more nicer and tactful, but the message was similar to your your message. I found myself doing various variations of that, maybe monthly, both at work and home. 
I don't know, right? You're right sometimes. You just have to shake your head and walk away. It's like a lose-lose situation arguing with fools. Love you guys. Hugs and kisses, Miss Christabel. Uh, yeah, arguing with fools is not fun. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, like, right. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. You, you try, you made the calls. Mm-hmm. The shit ain't going down till Monday. What can I do? You can fuss at me and to children. I feel bad. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. And, and you know what? When I, when I ain't gonna lie, when I was RA and I knew shit went wrong, I didn't pick up my phone. I, for real, I had rules. I didn't pick up my phone before class. It was certain times I just didn't pick up my phone. Or oh, people, uh, the power's out. I can't do anything and, about that. And odds are, I knew the power was fucking out before you did. Yeah. You know, I knew the water was out before you did. Odds are the maintenance is already in because you're the 50th person that's called me. So, yeah, I, you know, I got paid for the job. I was like, you know, fuck that. Mm-mm. Don't pay me enough for that. All right. Well, we got some emails, too. Sorry, Rod. Uh oh. That, that, this one's. I was that ain't off too good, my son. Uh, this from Orange Maestro says, Yeah, I had a homeless woman in Grand Central Station call me a sorry ass nigga 13 times, all because, because I didn't have any money. Rod, wouldn't you know it? We were the only two blacks in a five minute radius. Oh. So how does that happen in New York City? Well, it must have been on the set of girls. Well, she undressed me in front of all them white people, but I ran into Walgreens, asked for an application, walked out with the application, balled up, went directly to that homeless bitch, and threw a dart. (coughs) The application hit her right in her right eye as I yelled, get a job, bitch. (laughs) I ran afterwards because I didn't want that bitch to fall on the ground and start yelling my eye and cash in on my ass. But she gave me chase, and I lost her in the crowd. It's a funny story now. Damn, Orange Maestro, you don't play that shit. Mm-mm. Why'd you say sorry, Rod, though? I'm, I don't care. It's your life. You took it to your hands. Yeah, I did. I'm throwing stuff at people. Uh, hey, Rod and Karen, it's Francine. Loving, uh, love listening to the show. You guys got me, get me through work. Came across this what the fuck article on Facebook. African American conservatives sharing the following link and had this to say about it. Skip church this Sunday to have an abortion and get $50 off. What a bargain. So I guess a, an abortion clinic is encouraging abortion on Sunday with a $50 gift certificate. Uh, let's talk about this tomorrow when we do the articles. Okay. Um, so thank you for writing, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the official cheese eater, Rachel, she writes in and says, I seriously love you guys. Listening to episode 332, and you guys are talking about why you you were glad to have Amber P. on your show. I just wanted to say that I can really hear the sincerity and caring in your voices. No jokes being cracked. I can hear the love in your voices. The just pray it away is definitely not strictly a black thing. Plenty of people in churches I've known in, in the pretty darn white community... Pretty darn white. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up and I grew up and think that way too, especially in the homeschool group I belong to. Well, actually, I didn't know any extremes, but I definitely used to believe that homosexuality was absolutely a choice. But now I know that the only choice is whether to live a lie or not. But that's not a mental disorder. Anyways, just wanted to say I really love y'all, and I've had the Blackout Tips Marathon today, uh, catching up until you guys post uh, tonight's. LOL. Four episodes today. Smiley face. Heart. Rachel, the official cheese eater of the Black Owl Tips. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for listening, Rachel. And uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I don't know why. I think it makes people feel superior. And for some black people, I, make it, I think it makes them feel like it's all about them. 
when you can say like oh it's only a black thing it's like mm, this is an american thing we have yes, a yes it is anderson cooper didn't come out till he's 40 something because because it is a thing i said that again it's not just black people watching cnn Mm-mm. like it's a thing for a lot of people and yes white people black people everybody a uh, new fan michael crawford the second says rod and karen what's good i just started listening to your podcast yesterday and wanted to let you know that y'all have a new fan man thank you sweetie i found your show when bomani jones mentioned y'all on one of his shows i started listening i'm glad i did thanks for keeping me laughing and thinking while i'm at work i will spread the word to all the homies back here in nebraska before you even ask there are a lot of black folks in nebraska one of my best friends is actually from nebraska my man john Uh, of course uh, unfortunately for you you can never be the illest nigga in nebraska is you about it, about it, fool? <laughs> anyway, keep doing your thing, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Thank um, you. And Rachel wrote in again. Official cheese eater, of course. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot to say in my last email, fuck that guy who said Karen should talk less. Fuck that guy. I love Karen. She's my nap queen, Rachel. <laughs> I love you, Rachel. Thank you, baby. Exactly. What the fuck is he talking about? Uh, Joe, or, uh, well, hold on. No, Andre writes in. Hey guys, Adam and Eve is the title of this. Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you guys and Adam and Eve for the discount code. Oh, snap. The code came right on time. Me and my girl have been, have been ordering our asses off. Every time I come home and hear Janet Jackson's take care of me or the transition straight fucking, I know something new <laughs> came, I know something new came in and she's not waiting on a nigga to try it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, best believe she, we've been sharing the code with our family and friends. Thanks again to you and the sponsors for having good sense and giving you niggas some money. Thank you, Andre. Yes, thank you. And also, you know, when you guys support them, it does support the show. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, Professor LCH writes in episodes 331, 333, and 334. Oh, we're getting three in one. Hey, girl. Hey, Rod and Karen. Donation this week. Yay. Got y'all money, boo-boos. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And let me say this. You've mentioned Joe a bit too frequently of late. Does that mean <laughs> that either a Simpin' Saturday Part 2 or a Dirty Mackin' is the right term? Is that the right term? Show coming soon. I'm about to buy treats and drink for that show. <laughs> I know. We do need to do another music yes, Saturday. Yes, yes. And we, when we do this, and we'll let y'all kind of know more in advance so yeah. y'all can be prepared. I think the last one just kind of threw people for a loop. They're just like, oh, shit, what is they doing? Yeah, that's going to be weird. We might not be able to do that on the feedback show. Yeah, we might, we literally might, might have to do a regular like a regular show and just don't do yeah. no articles and shit. Like, feedback shows now already going two and a half hours so i don't even know music make this shit four hours uh speaking of shows here are my thoughts on the most recent episodes nothing deep or heavy in this email just many little notes or okay keys um i felt compared to shell uh to share 331 raj robotic tiger woods would never not be funny (laughs) and that the guys weren't having tiger claim the negro myth i'm not mad at them let tiger catch a rape charge not impossible given his addiction and drug of choice uh how watch how fast that'll change yeah he won't be pulling that i'm black shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. appreciate the two games uh the two games shout out sorry i love it when guests are up on the show's folk ways it shows respects or thirstiness whatever it worked right after today's feedback show i'll be at my father's annual barbecue i'm going to pay particular attention to his og on the grill antics and conversation around it yep i'm keeping an eye out for dawn bottles and lack of sweat rags too <laughs> it was hysterical how both guys in very different yet substanti- uh, st- substantively similar ways were horrified at a woman pumping gas while they were present loved it so politically incorrect so amazingly funny 
Yeah. Larry's like, I'll punch a bitch. It's like, oh, hold up. <laughs> like you defeated the purpose of why you pumped the gas. Yes. Um, I'm always appreciative of the relationship real talk that sneaks out from time to time on the show. It's the same as science. So much so, I forget that listening for Ratchet, I'm listening for Ratchet and not brilliant. Uh, when I first <laughs> listen, when I first listened to this episode, I heard that Mouse in the McDonald's bun story. Man, I was in my car driving from upstate New York to D.C. <laughs> the episode started when I hit the New Jersey state line. After listening to it, I drove super hungry all the way to D.C. <laughs> super hungry with zero stops at fast food restaurants. Glad I ate something before I left. No Mickey D's, no buns, because that story had me devouring Altoids for entire four hours. I could say more. I'll stop there and conclude that this. Uh, conclude with this. I added my voice to the soon-to-be thunderous chorus of praise for Larry and his aroma as his co-host. Honestly, they were hysterical. Simply the best. Funny started the earliest with the Morgan Freeman reading of the lyrics and their giggling when the prospect of Karen's ahem, appetite, unlimited gigabytes, was thrust, <laughs> paused into uh, Adam and Eve's spot. They were all what the fuck giggling like schoolboys at the prospect of peeping your need to keep up. <laughs> me thinks, though, me thinks, uh, me thinks they thought Karen was busting your chops. She was, kind of. <laughs> um, I, I'll be back here. I'll be back here with that ninja ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> I come out of nowhere. Uh, 333, love the entire theme and flavor of the show. Condomless sex and STDs. One of my guys once proclaimed while looking me dead in the eyes, if you've got it, I've got it. At the time, after saying that, he sure gonna get it. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> broken condoms everybody is a pussy baby and my mom's pussy was too good dead 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 <laughs> as a young and foolish thing i told one guy about uh about another reporting that he did and he didn't realize his condom broke the first guy grew a bit salty and told me in no uncertain terms that you know exactly when the condom breaks i think he characterized it as the exact moment life feels 1000 percent better probably blew that line for himself to use later on Oh well, bibbity bop bop. <laughs> what, what that gastroid story with the perforated stomach? Couldn't help but think, who let the gas out? Oof, <laughs> who let the gas out? Oof, 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 oof. oof. And three thirty-four. Who pressed the gas out? <laughs> three thirty-four. Love the concept of politics, Denver versus the honor off switch. Frankly, I think that's a more honest measure of the truth for anyone who's even a little conscious and who has a conscience. It's never as simple as on off. There's always something. If one turns a dimmer all the way off, that itch means something. I definitely do not have one of those uh, pedicoaster faces, though I teach kids and love the kids. No anime eyes. Yeah, that, that one teacher that was fucking that. Oh, she had Spanish huge eyes. Oh, God. She just looked. Yes, yeah, the anime character drew those eyes. She looked like she was fucking kids. Like, mm-hmm. honestly. It was like, you definitely fucking that kid, ain't you? It's like, what are you talking about? Eyes all big. That was that was great about adjective. That what was great about adjective J and Ty Diamond co-hosting. They are so soft-spoken and gentle of voice. Casual listeners walking by while the show is playing would never imagine that they were delving into so much rape and rape, rape, <laughs> as well as violent sex, as well as enjoying guests the race. Shaking my head. Glad to be back on my blackout tip stroll. Profess Professor LCH Smiladon, yours. So yeah, thank you very much, man. Thank she, you, and that's the first one you did that had me interrupted with a phone call. Oh, it's hey, been so girl, long. you made it. Yeah, I was getting nervous for. Her. I know. I was like, please tell nobody to call ahead. 
uh Sally m writes in rape culture is the title of this hey ron and karen first of all love your show it keeps me laughing and cringing at the same damn time me too <laughs> I, I, seriously i know we do the show sometimes i make a joke and i'm like oh it's, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> uncomfortable i do too sometimes yeah. i make a joke i'm like well i don't know if it's appropriate or not but i right. feel like saying the shit so hey let's go with the flow right Oh, we're never gonna be famous. Oh, Elba. <laughs> Elba, they're gonna they're gonna listen to that. I was like, yeah, um, we would bring y'all on, but um some of the jokes, y'all gonna have to tone it down a bit. Right. There's no um, way. Yeah. Oh, no way. Anyway. While I'm learning to accept your motto of nothing's wrong if it's funny, the recent discussion of rape culture has left me cringing more than laughing. I'm a counselor for children who have been sexually abused, so admittedly, I'm a little more sensitive to these discussions than most people. All right. Well, I, first of all, I want you to know I appreciate you admitting that, that yes. you are more sensitive to it. I think because a lot of people don't, and they just right. come across, and you're like, oh, you don't understand where they're coming from because they don't tell you. Right. Or they'll just be like, uh, this is how everyone should be, and it's like, well, you know, sh- I think if you're a counselor for children, you might need a sensibility about it where it's never a fucking joke because. You, why would it ever be funny to you you dedicated your life's work to that that's right big you know? difference it's like like i said it's like the dude working the motorcade for michelle obama making jokes about killing her uh no nah, actually you don't get to do that you don't get to do that no, sorry especially on the clock no uh, i won't comment on the actual incident with tosh because i don't know what happened and i don't think i'll change anyone's mind um, however, I do want to discuss rape culture and how the incident may have contributed to it. I think you were right when you said that rape culture has varying degrees or layers. In America, it doesn't mean that people think rape is acceptable, at least when it's committed by a stranger hiding in the bushes. Um, all right, let me start right there and say also, because there's no other terminology for it, I think, and I, and I think people come up with these terms specifically to make it sound extreme mm-hmm. so I, I think there was thought put into the term we're gonna say rape culture we're gonna use this and if you laughed at this guy's joke if you if, if he made this joke you are promoting it to make me scared enough to get on your side mm-hmm. like oh my god i, I don't want to be seen as that I, I i agree with whatever you're saying and republicans do it democrats do it mm-hmm. and for me personally it turns me off completely it's like wait you're jumping to an extreme to 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 make it seem like because because whether or not it doesn't mean that they definitely make it seem like you think rape is acceptable yes when you don't when you use that phrasing it makes it seem like oh no you're down with people being raped you think that actually is funny and you're you you want that to happen you're okay with that as a thing um anyway if it's an acquaintance family member spouse pastor or kelly the lines get blurry uh, it is more about the subtle messages that lead people to ask what a woman was wearing or what she did to deserve it. It is about the fact that most rape and sexual abuse occurs by someone the victim knows and trusts, but the myth of the crazy man in the parking lot prevails. Yes, yes, it does, because and it boils back down to nobody wants to ever think that people get raped by people they know because it, quote unquote, makes them feel better. Yeah, we actually have covered the statistics on it on the show. Mm-hmm. We've actually done an entire show about it. Um mm-hmm. I don't think anyone who's listened to that show would think that we are for rape or Mm. promoting it or that it's okay Mm. or that the actual act of rape is funny. I don't think anybody would say, Mm -hmm. well, you know what? I don't know what the fuck these people would say. (laughs) I mean, honestly, if they think Tosh thinks people raping is funny, they might even think that shit about us. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, So, yeah. uh, And, yeah, we've uh, we've 
like combative guest on the show and being like no that that's irrelevant to the fucking story about what she had on it doesn't mm-hmm. matter no nope. she walk around on fucking pasties like you shouldn't be raping people i, yeah, I know it's so what's you know? so complex about that not to mention most rape happens from like family members and friends mm-hmm. and people you or know friends, people that have access to you yeah it's not just like this violent random stuff. dude that jump yeah. out the bushes you know and not to mention you know it's ultimately a violent act it's not uh always sexually motivated it's not Mm-mm. well she was looking good so i raped her a lot of this no. is just like you know when we read an article about someone raping a 90 year old person it's not because she was so fucking hot i said that again you know there's something inside of a fucking rapist that is off that is wrong and is we don't have it so we can't understand it anyway sorry um so it's like it's it's about the fact that most victims will never come forward because they fear that they won't be believed or they blame themselves for what happened. This type of culture isolates victims and protects perpetrators. I think the joke and the response to it, both in the audience and social media, contribute to rape culture. Well, that's if you believe the you know that that's how it happened. But okay, um, not because I think people think rape is okay, but because it may have further silenced other victims and possibly emboldened perpetrators who prefer to blur the lines of consent. I don't think it's by accident that some of Tasha's supporters defend him by using similar tools employed against rape victims. She was asking for it. What did she think was going to happen? Yeah, and I've actually spoken out against that because I saw one guy on Facebook who was like uh, saying like, well, if you go to a comedy club and you heckle, then this could happen to you. And it's like, that's, we don't have to make it extreme. That's not true. A lot of people heckle and and it doesn't Nothing happens. Yeah. yeah, like or so or they they dealt with in a way that uh, the, the rape isn't thrown around or it's not you know there's no um, and, and and also the idea that they say he threatened her with rape is a little misleading because threatening someone with rape would be like I'm going to rape you right now or uh, let hey let's rape this girl. He he said, "Wouldn't it be funny if?" Which is, I think, the point is that it's absurd and it's but, not funny. That's yeah, right. I don't think it's a threatening a threat mm-hmm. at all. That's right. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, I definitely uh can understand your point. It's just that I don't think that's what he was doing. I don't Mm-mm. think that uh, like the problem I have with a lot of this is, I feel like the people that think they're on the victim side to some extent can also be destructive because. One thing I thought we did when we talked about Delicious and her husband mm-hmm. um, and his response to her basically being raped as a kid and him trying to play it off, that to me is promoting rape culture. Mm-hmm. That is someone yeah, who is well, saying, you, you, you didn't get raped. You can't say that. Mm-hmm. You were being fast. They, they want to be in denial. And right. that goes back into to what I agree with you about, about the victim blaming and all that type of stuff. Um, I think I said, I think a lot of people, like I said before, get into that, you know, even though people do get raped by people jumping out of the bushes, but a lot of people think that that's every rape because they don't, like I said, they don't want to accept the reality that your cousin, your brother, your uncle, your boyfriend, your, your teacher or whoever it may, may, may be violated you in this manner. And also here in America and just period, people don't care about assaults against women. And the sad part about it, men get raped too, which is something else that people don't want to talk about. Everybody always thinks of the context of rape of a male versus raping a female versus males get raped too by females and by males and that's something I mean all jokes that is never brought up too and and, and like you say Well we think men getting raped is funny. Yeah. We do. Yeah, yeah. Scared straight uh, people are always on making jokes about it. The toss salad man. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime a dude gets raped, we laugh uh, because somehow men can take it. 
Yeah, and for some reason a woman can't. And so that's the idea. Yeah. Um, The other thing, too, that I was going to say is I feel like what happens with a lot of these people um, that have this idea of you can only talk about rape this way or else you're promoting rape. You guys stop the discussion. Mm hmm. Like, you can't have a discussion. Nope. Like, and, and that's my whole point. Like, there's some extremists that I would, like, and like I said, on the Delicious episode, the one thing I was saying was there was the lady as she was describing the rape. Like, of course, you have this one extreme of her husband who was like, no, you didn't get raped, which is, I think promotes rape. I think it's obvious that promotes uh, rape culture, mm-hmm. right? He's saying a rape is not a rape if it happens a certain way. That, to me, is promoting rape culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... The woman there that was the host of the show, she was also telling Delicious, like, oh, no, no, no. You can't just say it like that and not be broken and be sad and have moved on and have dealt with it and be and not let it control you. You have to be kind of crying. You need to be broken up about this. Now, I don't know if she was saying that because she wanted good TV. Yeah. Or she was saying that because that is a stereotype that. Um, yeah. That a lot of people have right, about uh, victims. Right. Like, like victims are, are if something, if you're violating this manner, people act like you're supposed to be broken for the rest of your life. Well-meaning like, people. Yeah. And it's like, they won't let a victim be strong. Yes. Like they won't let them say, I'm not a victim anymore. That can't define me. I've moved on and now I'm standing on my own too. And this experience is not going to be the thing that, that defines breaks me. me but but it's like how can we do that if the only time we talk about it is like oh oh this is gonna break everybody's heart we can't discuss this unless we talk about it this way like you almost make it shameful to talk about like yes and shameful to oh, bring you, it oh, out. You, oh you oh you were raped oh everyone stop joking everyone stop being normal everybody calm down this person was raped we must put all our attention on this person and everyone's no 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 we can't have this discussion and it's like the spotlight is still back on them and they're still defined by that victimhood and like yeah. how could they possibly move on if we won't let them move on yeah so and like it's it's it, you know like with racism and shit or mm-hmm. with uh or with uh sexism like some things to normalize them i feel like we almost have to understand that we're gonna have to laugh to some extent, mm-hmm. we're going to have to laugh at the absurdity of this. When when I get pulled over by a cop for being black, I can't always be angry about it. Like oh, I have no. to at some point, I have to be like, yeah, all right, here's the thing. This is why this is funny. I was wearing my Wendy's uniform and coming from Wendy's. Like at some point, I have to laugh about it mm-hmm. or, or if not, I'm just always feeling like angry. As a, every time I hop in my car. I'm going to get pulled over because I'm black and I'm in America and it's fucked up and we need to stop this and blah, blah, blah. And I, I got to live. At some point, I got to live. I know. And then that's, then that's the same thing about the victims. They got to live. And the thing about it is that um, men and women, just society in general, like you said, that they, they get to the point to where if you've ever been raped, like you can't move on. And the thing about it, how do you know that she's like, I'm not going to cry about this no more. But everybody assumes that you're supposed to have this tearful thing right. or, 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 or make this situation to where it always has to be sad but she could have moved on with it but every like you say every time you turn around it's like people want to reopen those wounds for her and make it a sad song yeah like i like like they like i said man i feel like that contributes to the um to the taboo of you've been raped you're not Mm -hmm. like you're not like everyone else and and you're not normal as much as these these frat boys who who fuck around and and try to say shit like well well, look what she had on it's like well well, y'all are both kind of not helping Mm -mm. people move on and you're Mm -mm. not like if they want to be broken and that's how they deal with it 
then that's up to that person and that, that should individual be fine too person, that's and, right. if, and if individually they decided like no this shit ain't about to define my life i'm gonna move on and i'm gonna laugh again i'm gonna have you know i'm gonna watch daniel tosh and not you know walk out of the room crying then they that person has moved on too as we've all said we don't know who has and who hasn't we don't know how many people have reported it how many haven't like it's it, it, like i said we can't put the whole world in bubble wrap man we can't nope. We, or at least I won't. I won't. I won't. Nope. Because won't you can't function in the world like that. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So and, and like I said, those people that supported him by being like they think they're supporting him by being like, well, what the fuck did she think was gonna happen at a comedy club? Those people are assholes too. And yes, fuck, fuck they them too. Are. And no unequivocal. Fuck them. That dude on Facebook. Fuck him. That was. That doesn't know. He tried to be like, oh no, that's not even close to victim blaming. It's the fucking same thing. Yes, it is. It's the fucking same thing. It's not even. It's not that complex. It's just you can't. You can't just say that. You can say anything to a heckler. No, that's not true. Mm-mm. I was like, so if he chopped off stage and punched her in the face, would that also be okay? Like, there's a line. Yes, it you is. You know, there's a line. All right. Anyway. Uh, also, while I agree with you that people in the audience probably didn't think stranger rape was cool, they may find they may victim blame when the victim knows the perpetrator or if she was drinking or in someone's hotel room. Well, that's a completely separate issue. It's not the joke he made and, and, or anything to do with the joke he made. And those people may have had that attitude before they went to a comedy show. Um, and I don't think that it's Tasha's responsibility to try to take on the uh, because he made a joke. He now has to take on the mantle of what is right and wrong and what is rape and what isn't. And and the, the problem that I have here is that when people bring up these debates about Taj, they always bring up situations that has nothing to do with the joke, that has nothing to do with, with what right. happened. And it's like you're taking us off topic to defend your point. And, and I'm not saying that your points aren't right. It's just for the fact that we're not talking about people that are actually rapists. Right, yeah. It's, I, it's like you taking it there. It's like, no, we're not talking about the actual rapist. We're talking about yeah. Tosh and a joke. Yeah, I, I just don't believe that the kind of person that's raping somebody is also like, well, Tosh said it's okay, so that's yeah, why I'm and, doing it. And I don't think they on stage going, well, I raped a bitch last night. Ha, 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 ha. What y'all right. think about that, fellas? No, that right. person is not on stage with a microphone in his hand telling jokes. Right. People have referred to Tosh's audience as a frat boy crowd. It reminds me of a time in college when we held a Take Back the Night March Against Sexual Violence. We marched by frat row chanting no means no. We were met by frat boys screaming no means yes from their windows. Okay. Again, I don't think that most of them would forcibly rape someone, but a, t- a lot of them probably had sex with girls and they had intentionally gotten drunk at a frat party and saw nothing wrong with that. I bet they cracked themselves up that night at our expense and probably high-fived each other while hungover girls took their walks of shame across campus. I would argue that that is rape culture at play, so I don't put similar I don't put similar behavior past Tasha's audience besides people ain't shit as you say. Well, you've also completely made the scenario into something else. Like mm-hmm. you basically said his audience is the rapist. That's that and and you know what? At the core, that is really what people are saying. And that's my problem with the whole rape culture mm-hmm. thing. You're basically you're going, if you laugh, you support rape, period. Right. And the other thing is, um, that is a fine line to draw. Yes, it that is. That drunk sex is rape. Because in that case, a lot of rapes happening. And a whole lot. Men and women just raping the fuck out of each other. Like yes, what, they are. What do you say when someone goes out intentionally to get drunk and have sex? I would never have sex with somebody that was fucking drunk. It's not my thing. Um, but what do you say? I like to know my consent is what do you, consensual. But right. Yeah. But what do you say to people that are 
literally going out to get fucked up and black out and have sex. Because I have friends that, like, do, do that. that. Yes, they do. And I'm not talking with random strangers and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, with their wives. Like, mm-hmm. their ritual is, let's go out, get blackout drunk, go home and fuck. Are they raping each other? I don't know. Honestly. It's that blurry a line for me. But what I do know is, none of that shit's in Tasha's joke. None of that is... Yes, it's like you implying things, I guess, in my mind, that are not there. Well, they have... What happens, the people have their things that they're going to soapbox on. And they're taking a stance, man. Like, they, they're already, they're just like, I don't like, like they said in the beginning, I, I do this for a living. This is how I feel about this. You felt about this. You feel this way about this. No matter how. No matter what. That's right. No matter how it's presented to you. It's, you will feel this way about mm-hmm. it. And maybe you're supposed to because this is your job. And yeah, and that makes it Honestly, difference. that's the kind of person I want doing your job. I don't I, want. I say that again. I, like that girl who walked out of Tasha's show, I would like her doing your job because I don't want her thinking it's a fucking joke or there's anything funny about I, it. Yes. Because she is making a living trying to help people and, and stuff like and that. And those are the people I want in the job. But at the same time. Mm, no, I don't agree that Tasha's audience is, if you extend it to a certain level, they're, they think no means yes and they're raping people. Mm-mm. As far as those frat boy guys, um, I don't know. Like, like also, once you start making political sides of shit, unfortunately, you're going to have people on the other side, whether they think it's funny, yeah, whether they, they uh, believe actually it. believe it. it. Mm-hmm. Once you draw lines and make sides and you start telling people that basically you're in a frat, so you're a rapist and you're and you agree with rape culture, and I'm a frat guy, I don't know. I might take that person. I don't know. You know, it's the same way as if uh, I say everybody that's against rape is also for, uh, you know, also hates men or something like that. And it's like, well, that's not true. I I love my husband. I love Mm -hmm. my son, and I don't hate men. Mm -mm. And I'm also anti-rape. It's like, well, nope. If uh, if you're against it at all, you're you're in the culture of uh, blah, blah, blahs. You're a feminazi or whatever the fuck the right is saying. (laughs) Whatever the term is. Yeah, it's like, why why, why are y'all doing this to each other? Why are y'all doing this to each other? Can we all just agree rape is wrong? Yeah, and and that's the thing. We all agree. That's the funny part. We all agree. I feel like mm, we get 99%. 100% of the same people mm. to say rape is wrong. Don't yep. do it. But instead, we're going to argue over, well, if you draw the line here, you think it's okay to rape people. I'm like, okay. Mm. I drew the mm. line at 75%. You drew it at 100 So I'm a rapist now, apparently. Uh, also, I just want to comment on the show where you read the statistics that one in four girls and one in six boys have been sexually assaulted or assaulted by the age 18. Your guest, I don't remember his name, was in disbelief. Unfortunately, the numbers are probably higher than that because so many people don't come forward because they are afraid of the perpetrator and are ashamed or don't think they will be believed. Yeah, we actually did that. That was a stat on there, too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you measure, uh, like, get everybody to Mm -hmm. give you 100 percent. But, yeah, that was one of the stats, too. A lot of people won't even report them, Mm -hmm. won't even come forward. Uh, The prevalence is is evidence that we live in a rape culture and the fact that a lot of people are shocked when they hear the statistics is proof that the myths about sexual violence are working. Uh, basically rape culture isn't thinking that rape is okay, but it's thinking that certain rapes are okay, which I would say you, I, you, you have to prove that people think those rapes are okay. That's all I'm saying. You need to prove if Tosh and his audience think that that's okay. And I don't feel like you're proving it. I feel like you're mm. just speculating that mm-hmm. it might be because they might be in a frat. So they might think it's okay to rape somebody. It's like, well, so are you saying everybody in a frat thinks it's okay to rape people? Mm-hmm. What percentage? Let's, like, if yeah. I can find a percentage of rapists, 
that are or rape victims, then I feel like we should kind of have to point out a percentage of who's fucking when we're accusing people and throwing shit around like you're in a frat. So, you know, you're you're against you're you're for rape. Like, I think we kind of got to be careful with that because I feel like there's allies over there that can actually affect change that you're going to lose when you start calling everybody a rapist. Yes, sir. And at least that's how I feel about it. Because like I said, y'all, y'all for, my, for the most part, y'all have lost me mm-hmm. as far as uh, I'm not coming over to the side of it's never funny and it's mm-hmm. always bad. No, I know. No, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If that's the, if that's where, case, where it's at. I'm mm-hmm. on the opposite side. No. Yeah. Or in the middle. Yeah. I'm not on the opposite side. I'm just not on your side. I'm yeah. not that extreme. No. And that's the thing. When I mean opposite side, I'm not, not yeah. to the extreme, but yeah, I'm not on. And that I know side. because they paint shit in black and white, then we're just going to be the enemy after this. But yep. What can I say, man? I don't know what to tell you. I'm not cool with rape and I don't think any form of it is cool. But me either. if you think that laughing at Tasha's joke, means that i do then that's just how it is can't help yes, it sir i like when they're committed by people uh or like when they're committed by people we know or love or or those who play a sport or sing a tune even if they can't read and that certain victims aren't worth defending or protecting kill the good work the thoughtful and engaging and ratchet conversations we will yeah. um the good thing about our show is we can talk about this Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we can. And, and we can agree to disagree with you. And we can keep it moving and keep it going. We just don't have to run from this is what I'm no, saying. And no. I, and I, that is the landscape that I think I, that I love that we've created here. Mm-hmm. Like cringe if you need to. Laugh if you need to. Be cry if you need to. But we should not have to avoid talking about rape openly because whatever reason because there's you know who else don't want us to talk about rape openly rapists i said that again because you bring them to light people that actually do support rape culture and are ignorant to it don't want us to talk about it no because you make them think you make them consider they don't want to think about that they're sitting in a room full of women and maybe half to 75 percent of them have been assaulted at some period in their life like they don't really want to think that the world's that fucked up like the guests that we've had on that have said stuff like what were they wearing uh what about this stat what about that we broke out stats and proved it to them um those conversations don't happen on other people's shows no they don't they don't they don't because it'll break everybody and they'll be sad. And you know what? Fuck it. Be sad. This is really happening and it's not acceptable. And at the same time, I don't want people to stop talking about it. I don't want it to be off limits as a uh-uh. subject. I don't want people to not make a joke about it, to Say be quite again. honest. Like, you know, if you're on stage, you're a comedian. That's your joke. Fine. Now, you ain't got to laugh at it, and you can also boycott their ass. Yes, you can. You got the right to. Can I stop you from that? Nope. (laughs) But just don't expect me to join. That's all. People ain't shit, but a person can be. By uh, Patty, (laughs) a.k.a. uh, Ozzy the the Great. Dear Rod and Karen, I'm up now laughing my ass off to one of your old episodes of Browsing the Internet. I'm on one of my favorite websites, TV Tropes, and I happen to stumble upon a page. That list heartwarming moments that happen in real life. As I'm reading them, I'm very touched and immediately made me think of you guys. Rod, I know one of your motto is people ain't shit, which is a viewpoint that I vehemently agree with. However, reading some of these stories really drives home the point that while people ain't shit, sometimes a person, an individual can be. Of course. Mm-hmm. I'm always speaking collectively of people, you know, <laughs> the people who perpetrated slavery and sh- shit like that. Let shit happen. Considering what happens in Colorado <laughs> on Thursday night, I might have, uh, I think we all need a reminder of the goodness and the kindness that we are capable of. So here's a link to the page about some hard woman act of kindness. Stay cooking, Rod and Karen, and keep those new episodes coming. Well, we will keep them coming. And 
I'm not going to link to the acts of kindness because I ain't shit. So, and I don't feel like reading that shit. <laughs> it's too long and good. Be nice to each other. <laughs> you, you want? We advise that really. Shine a spotlight on shit you're supposed to do. This person was a good person one time. They need a story. But anyway, <laughs> whole news article. That's how fucked up the world is. Like they, they need a story. We and we got to tell it. They definitely helped change that latest tire. But not nah, uh, serious. I just can't. We don't have time to read it. Up yes, thank you though. Um, rape it, rape it. Wait, rape, rape, rape it, rape. From Christine, she says, "Hey, Roddy, Karen. Now listen. I purposely avoid listening to the show so that I can give a larger, li- so I can have a larger listening block. So I'm seriously behind. I mean, since January." I want to talk about the episode where you played the Flavor of Love Chicks audio. I want to first say thank you to Karen for sharing her story. It was powerfully delivered in a way that no weak-ass man would have dared try to sneak in no sideways slander. Thank you. You're welcome, sweetie. Thank yeah, you. I don't think, I don't know, yeah, I don't. I hope not. nobody would have tried to slander that story. And yeah, and I do appreciate, uh, like I said, Karen sharing that story and stuff, and then I, I, the idea of Karen also being on this show and making the jokes she makes and laughing at the stories she laughs at and being serious about the topics we're serious about. Mm-hmm. I really think that people just skip on that. It's just like, you know, like they don't give a fuck. It's just Cuban B on that shit. We're not listening. Uh, fuck you. Uh, if you don't agree with me on this topic, but it's like, no, you don't have to let that shit define you. Mm-mm. So anyway, uh, the show moved me because I swear for God, the delicious story is ex- an exact play-by-play of my situation and most of my friends who were also raped. And it disgusted me to hear the utter bullshit that splattered from her so-called husband's lips. And I know Mr. Moody was tr- was trying to be supportive, but I still think he was somewhat laying responsibility on women with that carry yourself like a lady, quote-unquote. That might not be exactly what he said, but that's what my 17-year-old super Christian virgin self said to the idiot who ruined my life. Yeah, yeah, I, I won't lie. Like, I did feel uncomfortable with that, and I said so on the show, but, and I tried to, like, be like, can we just stop at where we agree? Because once you get into this clothing shit, mm-hmm. it, we don't agree. Mm-mm. Like, one thing I think people got to understand is um, women like the fuck. Yeah, I don't know why people are in denial. And just because a woman likes to fuck, it don't make her a whore. Right. It don't make her a slut. Right. It do, you know what I'm saying? It don't make her a skank. It don't make her none of these things. But it's like the second a woman fucks, she's defiled. She right. ain't no good. She, you know, she can't, she can't have any virtue anymore and all that bullshit. And, and yeah. it all boils down to it where all of a sudden her partners matter, but the male can fuck a thousand people, but she fuck one person too many. All of a sudden, all hell breaks loose women like sex and they enjoy it too they want to do it on their own adult consent that to me the people that believe that shit that's rape culture the people that believe that a woman can't like be sexy if she wants to or leave the house dressed with titties popping out ass everywhere and that means either she's a whore or she needs to be raped uh, or she's attracting the attention of rapists and whatever happens happens. That's rape culture to me. Mm-hmm. That to me. Now I don't know, you know, define the rest the way you want to. That when I hear people say that, I'm like, that's scary. You scare yes. me. Yes. You scare me because she basically got to be wrapped up in a fucking burka cloth all right. the time. Because as far as you're concerned, in, any part of her flesh is actually shown uh, promotes rape. Yeah, this isn't the Middle East, dog. No. Like I'm sorry, but you scare me and. 
that is that that's about where my line is probably is the the people that are like well look what she had on like mm, nope don't Mm-mm. don't Mm-mm. can't agree with that nope Mm-mm. you know and especially when it and they're not joking like if they were not. joking if they were joking no i have no problem with them making that joke we no. made that joke yes we have like oh 90 year old woman got raped what do you think she had on because that's fucking ridiculous the people that say that <sighs> yes like we're pointing out their absurdity but it, there's people that have said that and meant it and and every every last one of them i can't agree with that opinion that's Mm-mm. that's insane to me yes anyway um and yeah mr moody was being so supportive with his don't rape bitches uh, repeating of Karen. So <laughs> I love Mr. Moody. <laughs> that was absurd. That whole episode went off the rails. It's like, what? What is going on here? I feel like we're helping Karen and hurting Karen right now with the don't rape bitches. Um, that might not be exactly what he said, but yeah. So that's what you dude told me. He thought I was too fine to still be a virgin. The guy who raped her. So he had to see for himself. So for about five years, I didn't want to look like nothing. If I may borrow, if I may borrow a phrase from Karen, what people fail to realize is that a good number of women slash people you look at every day have narrowly escaped or are survivors who just haven't told you. That's right. Yeah, I agree. And for years, I felt like I was under sexual attack. When I was a freshman in college, I wanted to sneak into my boyfriend's dorm. So he found some niggas on the first floor of his dorm and offered them some Swisher Sweets if they let me come through their window. Boyfriend boosted me into the window and then came to get me. While I was waiting, nigga from Chicago started looking at me saying, I don't think I even want the suite now. His roommate got hella nervous and was like, what? Chicago uh, says, while we're, while not taking his eyes off me, I mean, we're all going to get in trouble anyway. He treated me like I was part of some negotiation, like I was a fucking fleshlight. If my boyfriend hadn't come, I know at least the Chicago nigga would have been raping the shit out of me. The boyfriend told me a couple of weed, couple of his weed friends asked if they could backdoor him, which apparently means busket. So scary. I swear these titties are a curse. Yeah. You know what? Um, yeah, that's also some shit I'm not comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea, like, I remember I read a book. Uh, a lot of people swear on this book. Uh, make me want to holler. I think I forget the name of the author, but in his first chapter, he described the brutal like gang rape of uh that he used to participate in as a kid and it was kind of wistful like yeah we were kids and this is this is how it would work and you know later on i realized that it was wrong but blah 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 and i was like how was that a thing for you mm-hmm. like because i really think that when it comes to sex and sexuality People are misinformed and don't know and and uneducated when it comes to things like that. I think a lot of people engage in sex too early. My personal opinion in life, where they don't really understand the consequences and the pros and cons and everything that goes behind it. And a lot of uh, dudes, especially when it comes to like the the buskets or the gang rapes or the trains, like a lot of dudes think that's okay. And they think, well, if one dude get a female, we all got the right to fuck her and all that stuff. And that might not always be true. Right. And if she's down with that, okay. But if she ain't down with that, that's some other. You on some other bullshit, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not into any group sex anyway, in, Me? in, in any form. So eh, whatever, that's for y'all. But uh, definitely, uh, what I hear people describing a lot of times just sounds like a fucking rape. Yeah, they and they, you know, and I think for a lot of people, they just think that that's normal. Oh, you got a girl, everybody fuck her. That's you know, that's yeah. normal, but that's not normal. Right? You guys are rapists. 
um anyway later that year my dumbass roommate got drunk on campus and somehow found her way back to the room her boyfriend called up for her to come down with him and i didn't let her go the next day the bitch charged me up saying he wouldn't have done anything to her that hadn't already been done i saved her from who knows what but i got cussed out i just thought about it my college life would make box outside box office smash tyler perry movie make a box office hit probably would yeah honey. um but yeah, uh, and, and see, that's the thing, man. Like, drunk sex for some people is like, yeah, that's always rape. And for some people, they're like, I got drunk because I want to fuck. And it's like, I don't yeah. know. Honestly, I don't feel comfortable saying what the fuck that is. Honestly. True. Because I just know I would never do it. I don't even like getting drunk by myself. I don't like being out of control Me either. of anything. No. Like I said, I'm I'm very, very into, like, if I get to the point where I'm drinking really, really heavily, I'm always with my husband. Always. Right. I'm like, a control freak like that. Um, we I, both are. I, I want to be able to move. I want to be able to run. I want to be able to fight you. Like, like I don't want to get to the point where I have no control and 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 that's just me personally i know some people get drunk to fuck and they have the right to do that but if you incoherent i I don't feel like your sex is consensual yeah i wouldn't have sex with someone that was drunk like ever like if karen got drunk and like i'm ready to fuck i'd be like nope (laughs) like that's like literally that has happened before where karen got drunk and been like come on let's do it and i'm like uh, you go lay down. I'll be in there in five minutes, and then she's passed out. I'm like, good. <laughs> yeah, cause I, oh, I'm not fucking a corpse. I'm like, who the fuck <laughs> is into that shit? Somebody's not paying attention. Yeah, I'm not into that. Sorry, but um, but yeah, some people are, man. Mm-hmm. And I like to be quite honest. I would love to know, and we'll never know. But I wonder how much of that is people self-medicating. Like, it happens yeah. a lot in college. Yeah. And if you think about college, college is such a big time of change for so many people. Yes, it is. They're away from home. And I think a lot of people are dealing with their depression by using alcohol mm-hmm. and uh, using sex and using drugs. And uh, I think it's just like a, like a breeding ground for fucking things to go wrong yeah there's a lot of people in pain there and yeah I, I, don't think that, I think most of us just go it's the funnest time of my life but we don't realize like yeah because you were fucking high and drunk and fucking everything to avoid you know the reality you of right you life don't, you're trying to establish who you are you don't know who you are right now mm-hmm. you're away from home you have no parental supervision you have no uh you know direction in your life a lot of times and a lot of times you're really depressed to be away from everything you've known for 18 years mm-hmm. and i really do think that people they medicate themselves with these things yeah and i know to each is own, but i want to remember my fuck like yeah. i, I want to remember the incident you know i want to because to me is it's, it's enjoyable and, and who I wants to be remember it. like i said i you know i'm completely moving off of that just because I really don't know where to draw the line for that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm behind because everybody draws from. that line differently. Though. Everybody has to have a political stance. I don't. I don't know what to say to people that like to get blackout drunk and either have sex or have sex with blackout drunk people. I think you're playing with your life, and you could be in prison tomorrow for doing it, or you could be uh, regretting some shit. I, I really don't know how mm-hmm. people do it. But I've listened to like Keith and the girl where they've had guests that go like, "Yeah, I blacked out and I." fuck dudes and uh wake up in strange places like you sound like you think that's cool like you like you i'm thinking you're you you got raped that's what i'm thinking and you're telling me that you didn't and i don't even know what to tell you because yeah. like how do you tell somebody like oh no 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 you have to think of that as a rape like i don't know that's if true. that's what you think is cool i can't tell you that it's not mm-hmm. you 
somehow you feel like you did consent to those things, mm-hmm. even if I disagree. And I can't. How I'm gonna tell you you got raped and you don't want to believe it? That's true. I really don't know what to tell y'all people. Um, but I think people need to know that rapists aren't always a stranger in the bushes and that women don't put themselves in the situations. Uh, nobody asked for rape. Agreed. Otherwise, it would just be called dry, painful sex. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Moody had that part right. And hell no, I don't keep going when the rubber breaks. I noticed that all of a sudden it starts feeling good to my toes and I know the rubber broke. <laughs> I've had a couple of niggas slip the rubber off and think I wouldn't notice. Not this chick. I know my body. That's right. A couple dudes, that's right. You noticed though. You noticed, and I bet you they didn't want to stop. Nope. Because your dick, your dick ain't shit, man. Can't trust it. As always, still loving the show. Y'all make me do that quiet guffaw through the nose at work all damn day. My coworkers are calling me Muttley now. You make me laugh. You make me cry. And not surprisingly, very horny. Oh my. We thank you for the emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah, we make you horny with the Adam and Eve girl. Go get some stuff. <laughs> well, this has been a. Very weird feedback show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been all over the place, ain't we? Oh, God. Man, how do we even do this? Anyway, tomorrow, 7 o'clock. Well, I don't even know who the guest will be. Um, of course, check us out at blackouttips.com. If you're still listening after all this shit, then you really must be a fan. Uh- <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, God. We talked about rape for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck what is the show becoming um, but uh yeah uh, follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'll say that again that is in d-a-t the show twitter is at tbg w-t and um yeah email the blackout to gmail.com call us 704-557-0186 and uh i don't know what else i have to say so donate subscribe uh go to the store yes thank you for all the feedback guys yeah thank you for the feedback people uh everybody was very passionate this week and uh everybody definitely got their points across man i'm sure there's people that agree with everybody and you know all that good stuff Yeah, people to disagree too that's fine too we don't mind yeah well until next time love you you too baby one love you can let it out you can let it out Cause I should've known, I should've known Should've known, I should've known One love, you can let it out You can let it out, you can let it out Cause I should've known, I should've known I should've known, I should've known Beano, I'm so for reload Green like I'm CeeLo, hanging out with Kilo Keisha Smoking on that Keisha, I'ma need that visa I'm working on everything that I'm touching, man I'm busting two white Russians, drinking themselves But it's still like nothing, yo, it's east side if you can't tell North Dakota, England, Dale, so fuck y'all, all y'all If y'all don't like me, good Put that on my partner, man, I wish a nigga would I'm saying we ain't playing, man, I hope that's understood I'm in my zone, though, fucking round with that photo Eating my mama salmon, but skipping on the risotto Girl said that she need the follows Tweeter and she'll do any Man, I'm trying to stay off reading them makes me angry on the back of the tour bus Recording the two of us Stacks at that Apple store, man, it's ballin', it's new to us Trying to make amends, bailing on all my friends Niggas went to the clubs and a beat to Gucci instead Man, I'm feeling right, my nigga fam yelling, don't stop And half my crew is always faded on some low top Stop drinking for the most part My only vice is all our pictures on my laptop You screaming at me saying I ain't what you really want Cause 
Christina's parents, baby, all I make is millions We got the shows, we got the paper, but I won't respect So tell them haters we ain't quitting yet, let them know My parents lost their job, it's so cold in the A Now that I'm 1%, I send most of it home I want to stunt, but she need to pay off her student loans And everybody's saying, get it while you hitting, man We want them harder beats, that 808 you slipping, man Dude is so stupid, popping anything they hand me All that parking lot, pimping, politicking in Miami And that home of the D, where they sell that cake Better heard a voice in the back Hate from all the fake rappers that I shit it on Show them A-Town, East Side, all day.